Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money, so why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Listen, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season or the end of this baseball season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you can bet on football games after kickoff? And if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. Now, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet... The NFL season and the end of baseball season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you never want to hear an ad like this one again or the upcoming Blue Chew ad that you're about to hear and another MyBookie ad, well then, won't you subscribe to the ad-free feed that you get early at patreon.com slash sunranto? There's all sorts of perks. So join patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't listen to ads. Get the podcast early. It's the best way you can keep the Sunranto show on the air. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Michael Sunrento Start spreading the news. The Cubs won today. We beat DeGrom and Syndergaard in old New York. Oh, actually, I was going to say we got swept in Chicago. Yeah, but but we're going to forget about New York. I'm actually not good at this thing that you do all the time. So you guys didn't probably even bring broom. So shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, you just heard the voice of Uncle Mike. So we have to play your theme song. When I was young, I spent some time across Uncle Mike. Must have traveled a hundred miles on the crossbar of his bike. And as we travel along the lane, Mikey'd start to sing. A song without a single word as the cycle bell would ring. 
There you go. All right. I'm going to turn it up. I can't stop it. You, you have to understand. No, we'll just talk over it. I have to tell you something. It's over. This is actually breaking news to me. Okay. I have been so fucking busy today. I literally, when you guys just said it, I just found out that the Cubs swept the Mets. Oh, yeah. They just, they just won. Yeah, it just happened yeah, like hot off the ago. presses. I've been so fucking busy. I can't check anything or whatever today. I'm lucky to be on this show. Very I cool. just got here. And I, yeah, we're lucky to have you, Michael. Cotton. I'm too tired. I'm You're too fine. tired to be excited. You're fine. Show. Is this going to be one of those blathering Michael Cotton shows where you're just like exhausted at the end? You're like, half, Congratulations, you got like your pajama bottoms this. halfway down your ass and you're just like, you know, sitting there snoring in the corner. Trying hold to- on. Hold on. Hold on, Danny. It's that do, time of the season, really. Do we have shows where I'm not just blathering? Man, sometimes it has a focus. I don't know. <laughs> but and we also have Uncle Mike here and the Cubs did indeed just sweep the Mets. And it's possible that in a little bit I'm waiting for a text that Eric Wheelow, everybody's least favorite guest on the Sun Ranto show, the fan of <laughs> yeah. the Brewers. If Uncle Mike's the favorite. Yeah. Then oh. Eric Wheelow is yeah. the least favorite. We're going to build you up. We're going to pound you down tonight. <laughs> so, but yeah, Congrats, the uh, congratulations to those, and, and thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, Uncle Mike. I mean, th- here's my first question. So last time on the show, we talked about the Cubs being a team on the decline, probably like gonna just fail, like they did in 1969 against the Mets. They're gonna go in. It's like the same scenario. Black oh, cat. Black all cats. the yeah, all of it. And they're going to just continue their shittiness from getting swept by the Nationals last weekend. Meanwhile, the Mets were supposed to be a team on the rise. You guys are just like making a run at the wild card. The miracle Mets from 50 years ago coming back. The ghosts, you know. The amazings. That's not how, yeah, the amazings. That, that's not what happened. It was revenge of the Cubs. Revenge oh, of man. the 69 Cubs. The ghost of Ernie Banks. Dances on your grave. <laughs> I don't know well, what to tell you here. A couple of things, okay? On the upside of it all, because I have to be positive, because I'm kind of like the, the half-full kind of a guy, glass-full kind of a guy. Oh, me okay, too, when we all, won. Rookie, home run, and team club record. Impressive. Pete Halonzo. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. That yeah. was impressive. Impressive. Okay. And to all the fucking dumbass Let's do that. All the all the Cubes fans out there that didn't understand why he took a curtain call after that, I saw that oh, come on, blow man. up on Twitter because they had no idea. It's a club, you know. They're like, "What record. the? Come on!" Now. Like they're like, "Oh, he took a it was a solo shot in the fourth. He took a curtain call." Yeah, he's a rookie and he just broke the fucking club record. That was yeah, amazing. And, and with twenty nine games left, I think the. The all-time rookie record is 52, which is held by Aaron Judge, right? I think that's right. Uh, so, I mean, with 29 games left, there's a, you know, there's, he has a shot at uh, breaking that record, which will be kind of hot. And the other, the, the other positive uh, takeaway, and then we can get into like the, the doom and gloom. You guys can, you guys can beat me up. Oh, it's not is doom that... and gloom. No, we would, we would never do that. This is a, <laughs> this is a friendly podcast. This is the friendly Yo, confines Rocky, of Sunranto. 
Rocket, you had me in the coffin last year, okay? For for the uh, podcast picture. I was in a coffin, okay? <laughs> well, you know, hi, coffin. <laughs> so let's not, yeah, come on now. So, and then the, the Mets look so, good. So one, one more imp- thing. Impressive offense, so shitty defense, our, our, our great pitching. Is on a 22 game uh, hit streak, which is the longest in the, in the league right now. Wilson a- Ramos, a- yeah. It's Wilson actually Ramos. the longest in the league all year long. They all year long. So that's that's yeah. Yep. That guy could always hit. Let's give it all up right. for Wilson Ramos. Yes. yes. Now okay, now I'm ready. I'll take my lumps, man. No, so. no. I, I mean, honestly, the Mets played hard. And especially like we could start with game two, because that's probably the most interesting game okay. if you look at it overall. Cubs win at ten to seven. We got it. <laughs> Thor got hammered, which is a great pun and little joke. But, <laughs> That's a good one. But here's the thing about this game. It's the most interesting game because the Cubs, they get 10 runs off of Thor, yep. 9 earned. He only lasts 3. Talk about it. And it's 10 to 1. Yes, sir. And then Kyle Hendricks couldn't get out of the 5th because, let's face it, like the Mets offense is damn decent, you know. I, I I mean I I'm impressed like top to bottom you're like well this guy's not easy this guy's not easy this guy's not easy and you even have your pitchers out there getting hits yes sir so there's something there I mean I could see why you th- would have had hope before the last six games yeah we just think we couldn't get lucky I think uh, you know we left uh, what uh, for the last two games I think we, we it was you know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll look tonight. I know you oh, left oh, a lot on base oh, for tonight. Thirteen with uh, runs in scoring position—that's terrible, man. Yeah, I mean that that game that that game tonight, you know, yesterday should have been won. You know, tonight you just got you know. Who, let me ask you a question, both of you guys: Who the hell is Caratini? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you. That's one of my questions for you, Uncle you don't Mike. Even know who have he you? Is. Yeah, exactly. That, you already answered the question then. Because I was wondering if you didn't, if you knew who he was, and was he's he? he's our backup catcher. And on this show, we celebrate backup catchers uh, to this the is, teeth. This is the most backup catcher friendly show of any baseball podcast. It's what okay. a baseball team is all about, in our opinion, on this show. Hot take, but like, no, this guy. I mean, he probably could start on most teams. Um, probably not a playoff team, maybe. But he's getting there, and the guy can hit, and his framing rate is better than uh, Wilson Contreras, who okay. is on the injured list right now. Illinois. He's out in Illinois. and uh, But, yeah, this guy, I mean, he was going to be the guy before Wilson Contreras was the guy, and now there's another guy named Miguel Amaya. So we have some catching depth back there. We got Taylor Davis, too, that could fill in. But Yeah, um, Uncle Mike, you probably you probably didn't realize that. Caratini was the Cubs' number one uh, catching prospect before Wilson Contreras. Okay. He shifted from, uh, what, outfield? What was he playing before? Like, I have he no, came I into the, he came. He plays all, he first. Got, he plays third, know. you know. Yeah, he got drafted as an infielder and then just for shits and giggles started to catch, and now he's the starting So, so now we're on game three, right? So Caratini yes, goes three, yeah, we, we three for four, yeah. four RBIs. Um, it's the Victor Caratini game, as it <laughs> right, shall be four known. Four RBIs, from and the score was four to one. Yeah. So from hence, That's pretty fucking good. From henceforth, it shall be known as the Victor Caratini game. But I really found game two to be the most interesting. Yes, you're absolutely right. That was a game that, that I thought was the most competitive. 
You know, but you scored seven um, runs. I mean, ten yeah. to seven was the final, and, and 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 we had and and we had a chance. We we still had three innings to sort of like you, you know, had the time run of the head. You had Locked the time. you guys down to ten runs, and you guys didn't score again. No, and... we didn't have a hit except for a stupid Tony Kemp bunt single yep. after the third. Yep. Oh yeah, after uh, Syndergaard left, it's like we had the book on Syndergaard. Oh, and as soon as sure. he was gone, it's like, wait, they have other pitchers? Well, we what left them we in there. Them? Yeah. You know, Mickey, Mickey, you know, the uh, the fire chief from uh, Gangs of New York, <laughs> um, he left them in there. He was like, hey, dude, you might as well yeah. just go for the, you know, you gave up seven runs. Uh, yeah. What the heck? Like, at, it, at some point, though, you kind of <laughs> have to do that. Like, <laughs> no, of course. There's, yeah. there's nowhere you can go, like. Oh, how many I'm runs pull- would have given up in the first inning? You guys had like how many runs in the first inning? Six. Yes. Six. Come on now. So yeah, and and so, the but the game inning. it's a long game, you know. So yes. you you know when you're down six zip after one, and right. I've been That's I've been at zip. these games, and I've been at those games that turn around and end up seven six six five. Mm-hmm. You, you never know what's going to happen at that point. There's a lot of time to go. But this one really should have been in the bag for the Cubs right there. Yes. You got one of our best pitchers on the mound, and he he's out of there after four point something. Yeah, yeah. That- he he got two outs in the fifth inning, did not get out of the fifth inning, gave up six total runs not for good. that game. Yeah, and is it? Do you think it's like a pressure on pressure off thing? Because like you know, Kyle just kind of loses focus his second time through. I mean, I do give credit to the Mets for, you know, they've got a good offense. So I could see him putting up a, and would you, you guys scored a lot in that. Name. I, Five, I actually, right? I actually think this was the opposite, Danny. Like uh, I watched a post game interview. He was struggling in the bullpen before the game. He said he struggled the whole game and it, it he just got lucky that the, his words, he got lucky. Mm until that fifth inning and then they just started teeing off on him he he was like he said that he didn't have it at all i think the only reason he made it as long as he did is because he could relax with a fucking 10 run lead yeah well it wasn't i mean i'm just saying it can work the other way sometimes too right yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty amazing because, I, and I would like to like have another round of applause for the people that took the under or uh, or the <laughs> on this game because you guys lost a lot of money. No, really, the people that uh, deserve the applause because that's not how you draw a game like this up. That's why I found it interesting. You got Thor versus Hendo. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be two to one. Like that's how you think of it. You know what I mean? Four to three. If when the bullpens give up something, you know. Oh, it, it it's like the worst start of Syndergaard's career, right? Yes. No, he's never done this before. Yeah, and I think it's more runs given up in the first inning than he gave up in like four years worth of first innings or some shit. Yeah, he was actually having a great a great season up until. Um... Wednesday night it was <laughs> literally <laughs> and then tell me guys how many times has this happened either a walk will spark you know your offense or something stupid like your left fielder and your shortstop they all of a sudden like either they can't see the ball or one guy's calling the other guy off 
and then the next thing you know, it's a shit. It's 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 the well, ball you're, drops. Oh, you're talking about the, the left the oh. left fielder and the shortstop calling yes, each other off that Rosario ball. And yeah. Davis. You guys got your guys' dirt took a huge hit in this yes. game. Oh. Your defensive efficiency ratio. Well, uh, yeah, south. Uncle Mike. So we saw that actually in the start for you, Darvish, prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Rizzo throws the ball to him, covering first to get the out. Not Rizzo, was it? No, yeah, uh, the ball went to Rizzo. Oh, yeah, it did. Darvish yeah. runs over to cover first. He throws the bar- ball to Darvish, and Darvish just flubs the catch. Mm-hmm. And then gives up, like, Four runs directly yes. afterwards. Yeah, that that happens all the time. That's baseball. Yeah, yeah. You get that one bad thing that really just like gets in your head, yeah. and then turning point, done. momentum shift, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, let's face it: the Mets D looked like shit. Terrible. Yeah, it was bad out there, and like, and I think that shook Thor, and th- that doesn't usually happen to him. But <laughs> I mean, the Cubs were also like out there to hit, you know, like you know. Kyle went oppo like that did not look like a home run off the bat that was a juiced right. ball homer yeah like yeah, and, and yeah. It, but it did land far even Caratini's homers like those Our ended Caratini's up upper home. deck but here's the thing Cubs can't hit shit pitchers correct right? they can't hit junk ball pitchers. only the fast Joe stuff. Ross or fucking Annabelle Sanchez but you get Syndergaard Throwing fucking throwing smoke, fastballs. and exactly. they're all over it. Like exactly. that's what they're looking for. Because Theo drafts the bat speed, and these guys with the quick wrists that can get around, you know, like and and drive it either either way, you know. And so that's what's been happening. Well, uh, I mean, I have to, I have to, you know, congratulate you guys in terms of uh, a pre a pregame analysts because you guys called it. You say, hey, you know what? If we do anything right, is that we hit home runs. And man, you guys hit home runs in City Field. I, you know, I don't know that that was how we we worded it, Uncle Mike. I'm I'm happy you said that. I think we were like complaining about all the... we fucking do is hit. <laughs> yeah, complaining about all the one run homers that we hit. We had uh, a lot of hits. The one series, thing about though. that game, though, I mean, I felt like the Mets won the second half of the game. Obviously, if not the last two thirds of Game Two, but one thing that annoyed the crap out of every Cubs fan was that the Cubs could not do shit off of Brad Brock, and he was striking I out know. everybody. It was funny. You were like, "Who's you were like Brock?" I'm like, "Who the uh, hell is that?" You didn't even know he's on your team, and now he's striking us out. Yeah, oh, it was brutal. He he was he sucked for us so bad, and he sucked for you too. But then he decided to be good in the one game that yes, we were all watching back. You locked, know, locked it down. <laughs> yeah, he did, he and it, uh, it it ended up being a pretty interesting game. But um, game one, I mean, I guess I we should get into that. Uh, yeah, that was the tightest game. You, but it wasn't really that tight because you, Darvish, you was killing it. Yeah, you pissed it. I he, I know he had it in him. I'll be honest with you. Well, neither do did Cub fans, and still half of them aren't on board. And you know what? Let me ask you a question: Has Kimbrel always done like the sort of like that whole like perching kind of I think, like? I think Michael knows the answer to this, right? They, they, oh yeah, like they, you, yeah, sort of like biting off a papal bomb, sort of you know delivery. Has, has, he, has he always done that? Wait, biting off the papal bomb? Yeah, what? you know when he goes he, like we, we, when he when he's looking for like the the signs from the catcher. Oh yeah, that yeah. Thing. yeah, but so when that? did he start doing it, Michael? I'm not sure when he started doing it, but it is in his mind. It is a 
an intimidation technique, and it is fashioned after a uh, praying mantis. Oh, praying mantis. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah so when he's mantis. out there, he's doing a praying mantis. You're now, making stuff up. <laughs> you, you know, that's that's the truth. And But uh, the, the greatest time I've ever seen, like, I'm not real into those weird things. It's Whatever, if he wants to do it, it, it is it, it annoys me annoying, too. Dude. But I'll tell you when it was awesome was <laughs> at the uh Little League World Series game. And, and all the little kids were doing it. He's yeah. all bent over doing that, and all the little kids are right behind the dugout looking right back at him doing it. There's no way he couldn't see it. But all the little kids were doing it back at him. And I immediately thought, like, why isn't every team in the league like telling all those rich fuckers behind the plate do the do the Kimbrel back at him oh they like, can't do it their backs hurt they're too old <laughs> they're, they're too as old, old as the, they're as old and blind as the umpires they can't even see what Kimbrel's doing they're just uh, out it's there. hard to get out of the seat when your wallet's so big yeah exactly it's just like oh all this money holding my ass down <laughs> and you know what the other Marlins guy- man was there all all the other guy that was a pain in the guys. butt was was Javi Baez. Like really, like you know, I, I was kind of sick of him too. Oh yeah, uh, you can't be sick. And, of and here's the thing, though, he was so good, but he was in a slump before he showed up in New York. So he went out there. He went out to Times Square. Went to the M and M store. Had a great went time. Went to 11th Avenue. Checked out the girls. Yeah, I was just gonna say he went to a couple of porn shops <laughs> now, in 1970s yeah, Times Square. Yeah, no, now that he's got kids, he's down there at Madame Tussauds on 42nd. You know, back where you know, you know, basically yeah, yeah. old men used to get blowjobs from uh, <laughs> from uh, you know boy toys. Yeah, but that's yeah. how rock and roll started. So we have, have well, that to think. Yeah, he, he a- did. It, it was good to see him back because he has been struggling for a while. Uh, he's had a, a heel injury that has been bugging him for like, and that's he got what, back well, that's from what it. we think. Nobody's saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to I mean, be he, clear. Went, he got hurt. He was down for a little bit. He came back and he's played through it. And apparently it's fine. But when you see guys start to have power outages and weird things happen in the season you're not used to, I think these things just nag on them. I mean, it's 162 games over five months. Like, they don't get – and they've got more time off this year than ever. They don't get any time off. They play every day, and we podcast once every three, four days, right? Dude. We start to nag on each other throughout the season. <laughs> like, can you imagine what it's like to go every day? I mean, oh, I, would, dude, I would love Lyle, to. Lyle just straight up went to Illinois and didn't tell anybody. Yeah, he didn't even tell anybody. He's the Who's the guy that left? You know, on the 40-man roster, the guy that they had, and he just disappeared because he didn't want to go to AAA. See? Oh, are you kidding? You don't remember season. Tommy fucking Lestella. No, not him. I'm he talking about AAA though. No, there was a pitcher. Somebody's thinking of it right now, but he, oh. he never he played for us for like one day. It was like one of the guys that got the off season for the bullpen. Tony Barnett. I can't believe I thought of it. Oh, okay, okay. See, I thought you were just talking about when Lestella got sent down and fucking he went did to it New too. Jersey to R- save his R- family's pizzeria. Yeah, thank God he did that too, man. Because you know, with pepperoni prices what they are now, the family might need some <laughs> help again. Uncle Mike is like, what? Yeah, what are they talking about? 
Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, I'm, Theo I'm is Stella. <laughs> um, yeah, drink a Stella for Tommy Listella. <laughs> that would. Hey, oh, how is he not their spokesperson? I don't know because he's because they didn't because he his people didn't reach out uh, early in the year when he was hitting all the home runs until he broke his tibia. You know what? But that's the perfect time. He's sitting there with like a cast on his leg and is signed by like every Angels player. And he's drinking a uh, Stella. He's like Tommy La Stella in Illinois, drinking a Stella. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need. And then uh, all of a sudden, all Angels fans are drunk. <laughs> so I don't know what else to say about this uh, this series here. I mean, it it felt like well, it's exactly what the Cubs needed to do. Hey, because, congrats! Well, man. hold on. Guys needed it. Did we talk about you, Darvish, at all? Oh well, no, not really. No, eight, I mean, eight well, innings. We talking depth, but he pitched the hell of a game. Yeah. Oh I, my we god, we had not out, seen this. It's his longest game as a Cub. Eight Total innings. He's I, never gone that deep in the game. I wish they'd left him out there. Did you not have that feeling? Because then they, and oh, especially because they they brought in uh, Kinsler, and I was like, come on, you're winning five to two. Like I know it's not the you know, best lead in the world, but like I felt like they needed to save Kinsler. I don't know for something else that might happen, which they did need him right. later. But I don't know. I just I didn't like the move. I was like Captain Hook came to you know came out got him. Well, he and I don't even know how many pitches was he at that because it's it, I knew it that night and it escapes me today. But um, let's see, he had 104 pitches, but I was like, listen. You know, he can handle. I totally agree. Twenty more. Probably he, he hadn't given up anything except for the home run. He no. wasn't striking out a lot of guys. He finally walked somebody, which he had gone on some crazy streak, which he had like, I don't oh. know, sixty-two strikeouts to zero walks or something like insane. Yeah, it was it was crazy. You know what I love the most right now about you, Darvish, is that fucking knuckle curve that he learned from Kimbrel. Yeah, how Kimbrel about helped him with it and it floats up in the strike zone and hits the top of the box. Like it's a ridiculous pitch. It looks almost like an Ephus pitch. Like it because it's not like a normal curve that drops in, you know, hits the dirt before the fucking plate, all that shit, and people are swinging at it. It stays up and then just drops into the zone at the end. And yeah. it is the coolest-looking ball I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's like in your eyes and then drops through. And they're calling that pitch more and more. Yeah, it's kind of looking like Tanaka from the Yankees. Really, yeah. Like that, that Uncle pitch, Mike, that did, you notice that, did you yeah, notice that was, pitch during the game? No, it looked like Tanaka. Yeah, it looked just like how when Tanaka's on – that's exactly how we, he, he pitched that night, uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. The that, cool thing about you, too, and, and Tanaka as well, is that they can dial it up. Like, I, I, I think you can, I mean, he can pitch faster than Tanaka. You know, he's, he can dial it up to 97, 98 when he wants to. Like, when it's his last three pitches. Yeah. And he's just like, bam, bam, bam. It's like, he's probably our best pitcher right now. And it was, and I to, would say, I don't yeah. know that there's a probability there. He's de- I'm I'll I'll go out there and say he's our best pitcher right now. Right now. 
And I would well, say Hugh say, you know, is I'm number two. Jump ahead because we will be jumping back and forth a little bit here. Sure, sure, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, we Lester, don't have to go in order. Lester pitched the hell of a game tonight, guys. Well, oh yeah, game. you know I didn't get to see any of this. Did the old man bounce back? Oh yeah, he. he, he yeah. It was gutsy. Like he got in trouble in the first. He gave up a home run to JD Davis, but like he just like he gutted it out out it? there. Yeah, you it. know. I mean, it was just like. It was it was the, the what you expect of Lester right now performance where you know he goes six he get I mean actually I I expect it, you know this is really good for him one run on five hits uh, six innings pitched he walked three which that's been up because he's had to been he, he has to be way more crafty than he used to be and, oh he definitely has to nibble more yeah, yeah so he's off the plate and like the umpire missed a bunch of calls i thought you know on lester specifically he wasn't getting the low outside strike every time you know because hey guess what color the umpire's hair was guess i don't know what? i didn't see it what red no guess the guy didn't see anything it was white. It was white. It was oh, gray. Yeah. He's blind as a fucking bat. He's too old to be out there. And it's you, just like. You know what? I turned on the Syndergaard game. Cubs already had a four-run lead when I got home, and I could turn it on. And uh, I'm watching Hendricks pitch. Oh. And he, he fucking threw one right down the I middle. I know exactly the pitch you're the talking about. Yeah. And I immediately thought to myself, Oh, maybe Syndergaard is just getting fucked, right? <laughs> like maybe he's getting like this ump is just screwing everybody, and you know the Cubs are getting. Well, extra that's out not what them. happened. That's not what happened no, in that game. No, it because... turns out it, it didn't feel like that later. I just didn't know. But at that point, people don't realize they don't understand that when the umps are this bad, it completely fucks a pitcher and it can fuck hitters too oh both equally really i mean and you wonder if like and i've thought about this too like overall the amount of times that pitchers win and hitters get fucked you know and vice versa is that enough to say well at least it's fair because everybody's getting fucked equally (laughs) even though it frustrates us because we see a strike as a strike and we have pitch tracks and all that but really the question is because i don't think we've asked you this uncle mike yes what is your opinion on robot umpires like should they like dehumanize the entire situation now and like you know a strike is a strike and a ball is a ball like they're doing in the uh What's it called? Uh, the, I always wanted to call it the Athletic League. No, the Atlantic League. There you go. See, I see why. I, it's almost the same I word. No, man. I, you know, I, I've been watching baseball this way for so many years. I will. You know, I, I don't. I don't think we should take the umpires out of the game. But I think what's helped. You know, think about it. I. You know, I, I grew up with the you know, with the Braves with Maddox and Glavin. You know, getting the benefit of the doubt on these pitches that were way out of the strike. <laughs> sure, zone. yeah. Oh no, no, Kerry K- Woods, Kerry the- Woods, twenty strikeout game. I mean, yeah. dude, those on, balls now. were really? like like three feet outside, and they're like strike three, ring them up, strikeout number but eighteen. I, I, yeah, boom, exactly. Boom, boom. But I think what's happened is that I think that because of the the square or the rectangle that's on the plate, and and now we they're able to see where 
they're kind of not seeing the strike zone correctly. I think I think I think Major League Baseball is doing a good job of calling these guys on the carpet after every game and saying, "Hey, man, this is this this wasn't a strike or this was a strike." Are they though? I mean, I think they do are, we know man. that? Fans they... don't know what's going on. Uh, Joe West and CB Buckner and. They, they get, they, they're getting guys. rated. They're getting rated on on whether they're calling balls or strikes correctly. Yeah, and that's that's happening. Yeah, yeah. they're like, uh, you got an A, you got a B. That's it. Yeah. Like, they're not fucking giving Fs, obviously, because well, these guys still have jobs. They're not going to give the well, Cotton. They're, they're not going to. You know, they're not going to change. It's not going to change the game after they call the ball outside that was obviously a strike or vice versa. But you would hope that it's a learned sort of thing where perhaps the next game they'll do better. But here's old, the deal. Here's old the deal dogs with, don't learn no, but Here's new the deal with all of this. And, and, this. and this is what happened today, and I swear. It's a getaway game. This is the last game the Cubs are playing in New York. Yeah, it went it's fast. the last game this team of umpires are playing in New York. They're, it's, it's, they're human. Night they're game. to get the the Mets are getting stomped. We're about to get swept. They're like, let's get the hell out of here, yo. You know? Okay, so, Uncle Mike, I'm, I'm with That's you. That's just the way it is. I'm with you on the, uh, the human element staying in. I, I also like the Maddox-Glavin stuff. And, in fact, I was a robo-ump guy until – Lyle reminded me that's how Maddox made his career. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, but that was excellent. The way that he set that up so that in the sixth inning, he was getting this pitch four inches off the plate. Fool them all. Fool them all is what he did. here's here's my thing, because I'm also with Danny. Get these old fuckers off the field. (laughs) Fuck these guys. Look, Joe West umped his first major league game in 1922. I don't know about the year I was born. The year I was born, he umped his first major league game. And let me tell you what my eyes are like right fucking now. I am like 30 years younger than this asshole. And I, I had a little kid today at the baseball. Hey coach, how's it going? I looked over. I'm like, Dude, I can't see who you are. Who are you? Tell me your name. (laughs) I fucking couldn't see a kid's face. Well, you know why that is. (laughs) Oh, you know what was forgotten? My eyesight. But the point is about robot style. (laughs) These old fucking dudes don't need to be in there anymore. There are young umpires who fucking want these jobs get look i don't care i'm a fucking ageist i will say it old people suck and when old people can't do their fucking job get them the fuck out they have enough money that you know there's a fucking mlb you know uh umpire's pension or some shit out there right they should they should pay joe west like at least two hundred fifty thousand a year to just go play country music one time a week down in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And we I would all- rather see Joe West out there like fucking uh, playing guitar and singing the seventh inning stretch at every game oh, than okay. be behind the plate. 
But they're young guys. They're young guys out there, and they're not getting their fucking shot. They're stuck in goddamn backwater fucking Iowa somewhere. They can't get a chance, and they just want these jobs that these old-ass C.B. Buckner, Angel fucking Valdez. Hernandez. Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Joe West. All these old fuckers have these jobs. Who, who is the guy this week? Banter, Vander, Venter, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> He's on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He is. I, I, I am a, I am a ranter. No. I get on a roll. Yeah. Fuck these guys. Okay, let's let's, uh, let's so slow him down. I'm starting I'm saying, to sweat. Uncle Mike is. I'm with you. Let's keep the human element. But I'm also with Danny. Let's make them hot women behind the plate. I'm down with that. Bikinis. Uh, old no, Mark. maybe not. Maybe not bikinis. I mean, we need to protect them. Well, some people might be too young to remember Marla Collins. Michael, do you remember Marla Collins? The, I, who the hell is the that? The ball? Did you? I don't know, Uncle Mike. You're. I think you're a little older Marla than me, Collins. right? I'm. I'm old, but I'm. That? I'm 45. Did you I'm ever watch WGN? You, who's that? Back in the day, she was the ball girl. For the Cubs in the 80s. Oh, never went, mind. Oh. I just didn't know her name. <laughs> yeah, now I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she would I, run I had out. a senior moment. That, that's why I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, I didn't have a senior moment. I just never knew her name. I know exactly who you're talking about, though. Yeah, and she was very popular, and Harry Carey would comment on her body every time that she'd oh, run God. out. Yeah. And it was. That, that, Harry Carey would have been off the air. <laughs> oh, dude. Thank God he didn't live. I mean, may, or maybe I wish he did live and it was like, fuck Harry Carey. He used to pitch no, my ass. He, he, yeah. You know he did that shit, too. Like, it because he died, we can all, like, you know, stay, you know, keep him beloved. But, you know, people aren't telling stories because they're dead, too. Because, he, you know, like, everybody's dead from his generation. Oh, I really brought this podcast. Oh, yeah, down, yeah, yeah. Dude, live long enough to be a hero and okay, die here, before question, you become a villain. Yeah, there here's it is. The question of the day. How old? So we have a new commissioner, pretty much. What? He's in uh, Rob Manfred. Yeah, right? yeah. Criminal. Oh, he's God. here a couple well, of years. How old do you think he is? Four and a half years old. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he doesn't understand anything. He's like, he, could I have to map a shot? And I think Rob is trying to be progressive, but I mean, think about it. He's sixty. He's sixty years old. Well, he's trying to so, ruin the the game of baseball to he, try he, to get new people to like baseball, which is a weird way to a do fucking, it. He's a lawyer or oh, an engineer. Yeah, he's very highly educated. Maybe a, a professor of some sort. Harvard, Cornell. Who's uh, all the Ivories? Nerd. You don't have to play the game. Yeah, to understand lawyer. the he's game, JD. Yeah. There, are, there are a lot of people out there who are fucking brilliant about no, baseball brilliant. and have he's... never played and never. But no, but he's not brilliant about baseball. I think he's got a, probably a great mind about business, all this shit. He doesn't understand baseball and he doesn't understand the business of baseball. He's and to stupid. be fair, no other commissioner has ever understood the business of baseball either because on this podcast, we fucking figured out the marketing like a million times. Be so much better. Like, who's fucking doing opening day on like a Thursday? Like, what's Thursday? The yeah, well, that's what it was. Uh, or a Monday. Monday. Or that's the NFL. <laughs> yeah, right, but, yeah, they're but, smart. Yeah, but it's one game, and every fucker watches. 
you know, when it's uh, MLB, it's like everybody starts Michael, on the same day. Michael, We're going to do it hold right on, when you're at work. Hold on. Michael, you already ranted on this show. We don't need <laughs> the, uh, the, the second rant. All right. But, He's okay, stupid. so I'm just saying Rob Manfred – while you're right, he's being somewhat progressive in so. that he's looking at a bunch of different options. He's a smart dude. It seems like he doesn't understand entertainment. That's exactly, what he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand exactly what people like about baseball. Yeah, entertainment. He doesn't he, understand how what to, they don't think about baseball. Yeah, he do, he doesn't understand that baseball is the entertainment industry. I mean, they kind of get it. They're like, we'll do this licensing deal for these walk-up songs, and then we'll have, like, Pepsi out there and the Pepsi dancers, and we'll do that deal. That's what they understand. What they don't understand is that nobody likes the Pepsi fucking dancers. And <laughs> and that what they should do is, you know, you don't need bells and whistles. You just need to keep baseball a fun sport to watch and have a good time. Because regardless of, you know, you know, if the Cubs had taken two or three or lost two or three and the, you know, baseball, you know, with all its quirks and, you know, the uh, the standings, uh, you know, back and forth of it all, you know, you go through these emotional roller coasters. Just understand that that is the entertainment of it. You yeah. know, like, why are you trying to be like, oh, let's make a runner on second base and not have a game go 18 innings? Oh, oh yeah. You know, they and- don't understand that there is a huge section of the population that loves to see the the managers fucking flustered. I don't know what to do. Call call Marla the ball girl to pitch because yeah. I don't have anybody anymore. Like, those are things that we love to see. Like, well, even though it, I don't know about that. Well, okay. Well, but I mean, here's this, here's the Rob Manfred of it all. He wants games to be shorter, but he wants more offense and more offense makes games long. That. And that doesn't, yeah, that's, right. That's plus. But, but that's how they attack the problems. They take one issue and then they fucking try to fix it one way, but then they change something else, which immediately goes against the other thing. Like if you want your games to be shorter than three hours, then you do not want offense because offense makes games longer. Right. But they're trying to do both. That's why that's home runs. What? It's exciting right. if they're hitting, if you're home, hitting runs. home runs. The games are going to be the games will be exciting. Uh, well, I mean, right. if you find things like home runs exciting, yeah. When <laughs> Michael's tired, I like, I like a nice. Michael's punch. tired. He's off his meds. We, I like a nice. Kyle Hendricks dropped down a nice bunt, sent the guy over to second. I jumped out of my seat. I was so excited. Um, <laughs> the the last thing I'll have to say about this uh, Mets Cub series is that. Yes, uh, I listened to Pat Hughes uh, on the radio tonight, and he said short-lived, like something was short-lived, short-lived, he said. <laughs> because every vowel that comes out of Pat Hughes' mouth is a long, is, is yeah, a long vowel. It's a long vowel. And I'm like, okay. what is going on with this guy? And, I mean, have you ever heard of that before? <laughs> like short-lived, short-lived? Short-lived, I've heard. Short-lived, I've never. It's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. Is it just his thing? Just... Because does he want us to call him Pate Hughes? 
<laughs> Pate. I, Back I don't you, even Pate. know sometimes who he's who he's talking about if he's saying their name correctly. Uh the the hey, dude that was with, Suarez. Yeah, the the dude with the Brewers a couple years ago. Uh oh shit, I can't can't think of his name, but the way he was saying it, I thought it was just a Pat Hughes like a Cone Traris. But then I found out that's how the guy spells his name. So now I'm confused all the time when I hear him. Yeah, well, that's because uh you're pretty much <laughs> I'm going to wear that Well, uh, I think we'll leave it there for our Mets recap unless anybody else has anything to add about the series. I'll, and- I'll just say this. I'm, I'm humbled by the display of uh, Cubs fans that I met going home on the 7 train. Oh, right on. Man, I, I was very impressed. I mean, for the last two days, I actually took the 7 train home. Last night and the night before, <laughs> and uh, I was impressed by the amount of uh, fans, the Cub fans that were going to the game. So it is a congrats. surprise, especially in New York. Like, congrats, man! You know, when when you're out in, I don't know, when you're when you're in Colorado, Rockies country, like there's a lot of Cubs fans out here, but it's because the Rockies haven't been around that long, and WGN was here, so you understand it. The Mets have been around. Quite a while, yeah. And they got the Yankees. It's New too. York, like 62? it's a big, Not yeah, as long a, as you guys, but sixty-two. Is no, but that's that's a long-lived gorgeous. team. It's in New York. It's it's got a great fan base. Like you are surprised when you see, like I honestly, that that surprised me that you said that because I did not think Cubs fans would be noticeable. No, you guys were there least. tonight, especially tonight. You guys were there tonight. Really and my were. sister was there with her fiance Lacey, there and they go. they bought five dollar tickets. When yeah. I I do you remember this, Michael? I was on the the show and I said, "Hey, the the Cubs are, are put it on the Ranchers page or something that the the Mets are selling five dollar tickets. They're like you know up in left field, which is actually great because you could smoke up there <laughs> on, out on the ramp. So I know those tickets well. But uh, no, it's uh, my sister was there with Lacey. They saw a win. They saw the Caratini game. It, uh, and, uh, you know, Cub fans always show up like that, you know, especially in New York. And there's a lot of us transplants. I mean, man, I was there for 18 years. I was there right. at every game, you know, at the, when the Cubs came in or when they went to Philly or anytime they were on the East Coast, I was trying to get there. So, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of transplants. I'm sure you've met a lot of Chicago people out there in New York. Right, Mike? You're a native you New Yorker. What? I'm a native New Yorker, but yeah, I, yeah, a, a few, but yeah, you, you guys were especially, you know, when I finally turned, when I got home, and I turned the game on, because you know, I, I mean, I literally, like, you know, I, I actually, from the city, from the job in the city, I, I took the seven train in, and I, I was on the local, and then actually at um, Mets Willets Point, yeah, I, I, I had to transfer because I was on the local train. And that local train wasn't taking me to my stop, which is the last stop, Main Street, and not take a bus from there. 
But the point is <laughs> that now, now all of our listeners yeah. are going to show up at your yeah. door. No, yeah, right? no, no, they won't. They won't because you, you if you explained exactly how to get to your house, they kind of, won't yeah. go. Nobody can find Uncle Mike because yeah. if you got to take the seven train to the last stop and then get a bus, you are fucked. You're never finding Uncle Mike. You, you have a better chance. There's so many fucking. There's so many yeah. people. You're not going to find me. Yeah, yeah. But I was. Good luck. I was, I was when, when when I did the transfer and then the express. Uh, you know the express train from the city, which is the best thing to take if you're coming in from the city and you're your fan. You're going sure. to the stadium. Seven Express it, is the best thing going, except yeah, for yeah. except for a the A train from 59th to 125th. Yeah, that works. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's the, golden, golden. Yeah, that's golden. the best move. That's when you get the best subway shows too. By the yeah. way, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, showtime! Secrets of yeah. city. It's yeah. showtime. It's showtime. You get the guys dancing. Oh yeah. But yeah, man. When I, when I when I did the connection, and uh, you know, when all the you know when I got to Willis Point, Mets, you know, uh, stop. All these. I mean, literally, the first ten, twelve people that got off the train had like full regalia, fucking Cubs uniforms. <laughs> they were yeah. dressed like Ronnie, Ronnie Woo Woo. Yeah. Full yeah. uniform. Like, are you kidding me? I saw some Rizzo's. I saw Baez. I didn't see no Caratini's, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's a backup catcher. See, our, our show needs to get more popular that more people will know. So uh, tell your friends, everybody, all, all the listeners out there. And uh, I just, I just, I absolutely, this is so wonderful to hear a Mets fan just being like, who's Caratini? The guy is, I, I love it. I love it. Well, Uncle Mike, I really appreciate all your positivity. I mean, I I love the. I mean, I don't love the Mets like I love the Cubs, but I had a fun time watching the Mets. They're a, they've got a great fan base, way better than Yankees fans by far. And I know a lot of Cubs fans have beef with uh, Mets fans, and because of '69. Uh, yes. And and I would like to get into this at some other point, because I think like reminiscing for Cubs fans, because Cubs fans right now are reminiscing about 1969, which is really? the dumbest wow. thing in the world. Too long ago, it's too long ago. Not only is it too long ago, we lost to you. Exactly. Why yeah. would you reminisce about this? What, it was a what? failed fucking enterprise. Yeah, what they say, Billy Williams said it was the most famous second place team in the history of anything. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Those people solidified our loser dump for generations after that. And it was only until Generation X came of age that the Cubs were able to win a World Series. It took for those other people to be too old to go to the game to understand that we didn't have to lose all the time. Anyway, I don't know why we're celebrating these moments. Yeah, what a, we honestly we don't have to go that far back to '69 to where it was you know it was just a couple three years ago where. Well, I never want to go back to '69 with you, <laughs> Uncle Mike. We don't have to go back that far. It was just a couple of years ago where we uh, we kind of did some damage in Wrigley Field. Oh, well, uh, well, yeah, yeah. You, you got a 2015 <laughs> thing going on. Oh yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah, uh, we barely yeah. made it back to Wrigley Field. Yeah, so that, we don't have to go that far back. Yeah, you know. Well, Uncle Mike, <laughs> I, kudos, yo, kudos to you guys, man. Thank like you said, very I'm, much. I'm not bitter, I, you know. Kudos, kudos know, to you guys. You got a great and team. I love doing the podcast. Thank you so much, man. This uh, is this is really cool. You know, I had an I idea about it, and I was like, man, I, I, you know, these guys are whipping my ass this weekend. They got, we're about to get swept, but you know what? Twenty nine games left. 
let's see what happens, man. Anything's possible. Well, and and we're not going to kill you, man. We we try and enjoy this sport as much as we we get more upset with our own team than we have with any other team. Yeah, you guys ever. are fine. I'm not mad at you. I, I hate the Reds. Like, I hate, like, three guys on the Reds, and that's as far as my hatred goes. Like, I hate the Cubs is who I hate. <laughs> so, uh, well, no, everybody loves you. We love you. Thanks, and and I would love to have you on in the off season just to like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, well, we should do like a, uh, you know, what did your team do at the winter meeting special reports or something hey, like man, that? It's, you know, uh, Rocket, it's not over yet. Danny, it's not over yet. So let's see. What yeah, happens, we might dude. see it. Yeah, you could you could sneak into that second wild card spot, huh. which we currently occupy. You guys own that. So cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it is still possible we end up post season Uncle Mike on the Danny Rocket show or on the know. Danny Rocket show. I don't even know what the fuck show I'm on. Son Ranto. Ranto show. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to end uh, your portion there and we'll be back cool. in a moment with everybody's least favorite guest on the Sun Ranto show, Eric Wheelo. Stick tuned. <laughs> Stick tuned interruption because you're not a patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto where you can get early and ad-free listening instead you get to listen to an ad for boner pills guys do you remember the days when you were always ready to go well if you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up you go to bluechew.com that's blue chew like the color uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct... They're cheaper than the pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. What you do is you visit bluechew.com and you get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code armchair. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Bluechew.com. Promo code armchair. Try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast all you got to do is go to bluechew.com or never hear this ad again and go to patreon.com slash sunranto you can do that come support it for the podcast it's only a dollar back to the show we are back on the sunranto show and uh in the house everybody's least favorite brewers fan Oh, Eric Wheelo, he's here. That, that, that's that's not fair. I mean, how many? You got off to a bad start with our listeners because you were talking so much trash last year, and then you won the division. Yeah, we won the division. So and everybody hates you. One game away from the World Series, so you know Own what? It. You guys could suck it because I believed in myself. Yeah, you couldn't beat the Dodgers. The we beat the Dodgers. You suck. I hate you. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like the last podcast was Uncle Mike and Johnny, and I said, that's like 
Christmas for a podcast. And having Eric on after Uncle Mike today is like Christmas in July. Yeah. Like, the- like you think it's fun, and then you walk out in the heat, and you're like, oh, my fucking God, what was I thinking? No, it's Christmas, uh, I- and then it's Boxing Day. I'm the I'm the drunk Polish uncle that's rolling in from Milwaukee and <laughs> kicking over the Christmas tree. Oh God, and, we and love try, you. Trying to sleep with your wife, you oh. know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So how how are the Brewers doing? Are you are you in? Uh, has has Cato given up? Like, is he even tweeting anymore? Because I, I, I mean, he, he's probably done. more fair weather and spastic of any Brewers fan I've ever met. Uh, to be put at a level of worse than him. I mean, I'm I'm offended, and uh, to be quite honest, I haven't seen a travesty like that since uh, OJ got off. But yeah, thank no, you. he he's <laughs> never been on the show. That's the only reason. Yeah, I, I think he would. We've we asked tried. him. We tried. And he yeah. would be the worst guest. I yeah. didn't know that he turned down gigs, so yeah. that's interesting to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, like if if uh, Cato, what would you say? He's like a B list, C list celebrity. Oh, you're, you're being generous. Yeah. Well, you were our second choice, so <laughs> dude, Kathy Griffin has her life on the D list, and he doesn't even make that list. Mm. No. He he's he's at a level where he can win a 50-50 raffle at Miller Park and then <laughs> donate a quarter of the winnings because he needs the rest. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's going on with the Brewers? Like, let's get serious. It's, um, it's over, I mean, right? It's over. Over? It's over. I mean, here's the thing. Last year, you were in the same position at this point of the season, about a similar amount of games out. What are you out right now? Five and a half, four and a half. What is out it? of the division? But I mean, we're. Focusing on the wild card at this point, are we not? Well, I mean, you could do both. I mean, you're five and a half out of the division. You're four out of the wild card. Like, I mean, granted, it's a little easier for the wild card, but what are you going to go to DC and face Scherzer and like fight Johnny? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll fight Johnny at all costs. I'll yeah. probably do it shirtless in my front lawn. But uh, you need a vest, though. We found that out this last weekend. Uh, and, and, and knowing John's luck, we will wind up on TV uh, <laughs> while doing it. Baby shark. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> so, uh, so you, I'll say this, man. So you have hope. You have hope for your I team. Have, I have hope because we've treaded water despite a lot of things that haven't gone our way this season. Yeah, because you're do not you, that good. Do you have any pitchers left? Uh, that's a good question. We have Jordan Lyles. Which oh, okay. Has been, the, been the only trade that has worked out. Whatever magic Stearns our GM had last year, which was he, he would he only missed once last year, would be my my argument. And this year, he he can't seem to make a correct move. So, what's the difference between the five hundred ball club you are versus well, sixty eight and sixty five? So, well, you know. I mean, you're 500 since the All Star break. You played three over at the beginning of the year, which is not really that impressive. Like, it's you know not. what I mean? So, what I'm saying is, like, and I predicted the entire Central to kind of play each other to the even. That's kind of played out for the most part. St. Louis made a move recently because you just freaking got your asses kicked by them over and over and over again. Which was annoying. Like, can you just please take two or three from those assholes? Like, I wish we could. Let's tighten it up. But I, I will say three games over 500. If if you're in the AL, that means absolutely nothing. But in the NL right now, you're right in the thick of it. Yeah, Everybody is just good enough. Everybody has their weaknesses. 
nobody is flawless unless you are the Los Angeles Dodgers at this point. And we are, we're all rooting against them. Absolutely. But, I mean, to, to look at this team, this Brewers team, the magic that we're losing, we don't have the starting pitching. It is injured. Uh, the relievers we march out are getting overused. And in our division, you guys have seen them way too much because going right back to it, we don't have starting pitching that can go past five innings. And also, we have a manager and a GM who also think pitching past five innings is a complete mega bullshit. Why would you do it? Why would you let your pitcher keep going? That's rolling, rolling right along. Third time right. through, you're screwed. So is the last year before the season, we said, what the fuck are the Brewers doing? This is before 2018. They went out and got Kane and Yelich. They did nothing to their pitching staff. And we we're like, what is going on? This pitching staff isn't very good. And then they were pretty good. They but were- I think we were right. They they had a good year. And then they still didn't do anything with their pitching staff in the offseason. Are you as frustrated at your front office as the Cubs fans are at their front office for not doing anything with their pitching staff? I will say there are players that we did not go after and there wasn't like a number two starter that we went and picked up given the market wasn't great. But to see Wade Miley who was awesome for us last year, consistently could go five, go to the Astros and just have this great season in the AL after he figured out with the Brewers, it's what are we doing? Obviously, Julie, uh, you at least shot scene. It didn't work out like you just released him. Overperformed last year or it's part of the injury and he just couldn't come back from it. I mean, we put a lot of our eggs in the basket of our three young guys. Wade Miley was not expensive. $4.5 million one-year deal. They paid nothing for him. Yeah, because th- they were just like, ah, he's 32, over the hill. They, he- did the, they did the Woodruff experiment, and it was working well. I mean, Woodruff was pitching out of his mind. He looked like front-of-the-end starter. But once he goes down, what do you do after that? Well, we thought, Jimmy Nelson, he's going to come back. He's going to be the you know 200K pitcher that he was before. You know, he tore his labrum two years ago. He comes back, and he's not himself. I mean, luckily for us, we are in the thick of it because our players like Jordan Lyles, who are stepping up, uh, Chase Anderson has been serviceable. Zach Davies, although hurt, once again this year, when he does pitch, he keeps you in a game. But overexposed. Thing, We've seen him a ton. You've seen him a ton. And, and the one thing that carried us last year was clutch hitting, that team energy. It just seemed like when we needed the big hit, we would get it. We are absolutely awful with runners in scoring positions. We do not get people over when we need to with one out. We don't play situational baseball. And the injuries have just stacked one after another. We've never had a full lineup going full force, playing together, and just hitting it with a full head of steam. That's been our problem this year. Yeah, to be fair, the entirety of Major League Baseball has given up on situational hitting. Yeah, they just want to pop one. It's yeah. all walks and you know, walks, strikeouts, and homers. I mean, but we've been saying that for years. Like, at, this is the most and, obvious. And thing. I want to know at what point did they quit giving Yelich his signals from center field so he could just keep hitting home runs yeah, turn, at Miller Park? And turning on the fans. Oh, come on. I mean, he still has, what, 41 home runs. He hasn't hit a hit any in a couple, I'd say, like, what, a week here? Maybe yeah, a week they've been on the road. 
Well, Lorenzo Cain has taken a huge step back this year. It hasn't been good for him t- for the most part. But like, but you're right. I'm looking at it here, uh, but it's it's not a lot of distance between the Cubs and uh, the Brewers with you know Rispy you know Rispy mm-hmm. business here. Uh, Twenty points though, and that makes a difference. You know, you got the Cubs at two sixty two to two forty three, so not quite twenty, but nineteen points. Yeah, and the Brewers play a lot of close games. I mean, a run differential, I don't think is I don't have it in front of me, but well, we're I do, close. I do. But you are twenty-two and fourteen in one-run games. That's a six-eleven winning percentage. You'll take that. Uh, the blowout games, though, thirteen and nineteen. So, I mean, that that's not the, as many games, or maybe it's just about the same. And that number that you uh, couldn't no, quite bring up was. Minus thirty nine. There you run go. What team is going to win a division with a minus thirty nine run differential? Who's doing that? Uh, maybe you, if we suck, and the, <laughs> and St. Louis sucks. Like that's how the Central is set up right now. You know, like at, it, it, I, I'm. You've fallen quite far behind. I think you. It's true. Like the wild card is probably more realistic, but you still got to jump over Philadelphia. And then once we take over the division, you got to beat St. Louis, which you haven't been able to do. You just lost uh, two or three to them. But thank God you took that last game. Oh, we had to. That was a that was a must win. If there ever is a must win in the month of August. And now, like the Cubs, have the possibility to. You know, we have seven out of our next ten games against. Or no, nine games. Seven out of our next nine games against the Brewers, head to head. Uh, the fate, I mean, it's it's right in front of us. This will decide which way either of our seasons go. Is it going to be a dogfight to the end, or, you know, are you going to knock the Brewers out of it? Which Brewers team is going to show up? That's the big question right here. No, the worst-case scenario is going to happen, and it's going to be four and three. doesn't matter which way it goes. And the Cardinals are not going to pull away. And, like, in two weeks, it's just going to be the same shit. The same we're all shit. within, like, like still here of each other, and it's going to suck. And yeah. we're all just we're all just knocking each other out of the wild card and further away from the – we're not helping each other. That's the thing. Yeah. No, but it, it's like I said when the season started. I've been pretty right so far. We're all going to play each other to even. And uh, the Cardinals have Cincinnati. Now, one advantage you have in this series is the fact that you had a day off – and there's a game in let you know twelve hours. Sorry, was there just an earthquake in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I we, I don't even feel them anymore. But oh, good. Uh, but uh, you guys had the day off. We did not. We had a night game in New York. That was pretty tight. I mean, we do have that to advantage. We haven't played a Thursday game. We we played one in the month of August, and that was August first. We've been off the eighth, the fifteenth, the twenty second, the 29th. And we played 500 balls, so I wouldn't really call that an advantage to us. We've done nothing with it. We rest Hater. Well, if Hater goes out and he gets rocked like the way he's been, he's been a home run derby. Yeah, Hater's overexposed, I think, at this point. Because like, here's the thing. You've got a guy in the bullpen. He's the best pitcher. He's striking out everybody. So when you've got your couple hours to sit and watch tape and you're a player, who are you going to watch? You're going to watch the starter and you're like, who do they got in the bullpen? Oh, and how do I get to Hater? Everybody's trying to figure that out, so now they figured it out. 
you know. And then and then once you figure him out, you go, okay, who's next? Well, Jeffers. Jeffers is hurt. Well, and and also that arm all year. We don't have Corey Knable. He's he's down with Tommy John surgery. So who do you go to? Fat Albers. Well, he's not that hard to figure out. Bring him out. You guys on before the inning even starts. Fat Albers. Fat Albers. No, the the problem with Hater is that you get all those Thursdays off, and Thursday is college night out at the bars. Oh, so you know, then he's, he's, he's out getting Friday. fucking hammered. He's yeah. getting hammered at Tin Horn Flats. Yeah, uh, yeah he's got thinking <laughs> about the racist tweets he could be sending. Yeah, but he's he's got that. It's the only thing keeping him from sending up is because he can't fumble with his phone. Yeah, <laughs> but just, he's got those two day hangovers now. You yeah. know, keeps getting autocorrected. Thank God. <laughs> Well, look at, I mean, look at the schedule. It's Nigeria. What? We got three against you. Then we're right back against Houston. That's not easy. Our season is these next five games, in my opinion. Yeah. You got to make some hay right now. And if you don't, I think three and two is the only way we stay in it. Anything below that we're done. Three and two. Three and two is is the, is the minimum. (laughs) Minimum. No, we have seven games, dude. (laughs) <laughs> seven games, three and four. Four and three no, is what you're I'm saying. talking about the next five games for the Brewers. Chicago oh, oh, I got for you. Three for and Houston Who, for two. Oh, you go, to, need, you go to Houston? No, no, no. Houston Houston at home. All Houston right, at right. Miller Park. Yeah. You know, well, Houston's, uh, uh, back in the day, okay. Houston got no hit in Miller Park. I remember fondly. Oh, yeah. wait. The Brewers weren't there. None Maybe of, you don't remember. Yeah, it was Carlos Zambrano. Yeah, the Cubs no hit the Brewers in Miller Park. I don't oh. know if that's going to help you at all, but I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the reasoning again? Hurricane, yeah, hurricane, in Houston. Hurricane. Yeah. Oh, and there's an and there's another hurricane coming through right now. So maybe maybe no hitter. For you guys, but save it for then. We need the wins right now. You guys could have the wild card, and then you got to face the Dodgers, which would be great as a recap, you know, like or a rematch, I should say. When oh, you-, you guys got the Dodgers too, guys. Uh, I mean, it's it's we just don't match up this year. Yeah, I don't see it. Like for us, being competitive to the end here. Don't you want to be delusionally hopeful, like the woman who like. Basically collapsed into my arms out of outside of Nisei Lounge after the Cubs lost the one game series, you know, last no, year. And I'm she was a, like, I'm I a, can't believe it. I was like, Really? Have you been I, watching baseball this year? Like, what's I'm wrong a, with you? Brewers fan. Of course I can believe it. I mean, look at this. Any other year, this is a great year for the Brewers. We have higher expectations because of the last, you know, year and a half here that we've had. But well, and and I will say, I did not count Milwaukee out. I still haven't. I mean, see what happens after this you can't. Yes. They're in the same uh, position they were we, last year at this time. Except for they yeah. have to play the Dodgers. But it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's, a, but it's a different team. Yeah, la- last year we're like, well, the Cubs play 500. The Brewers are going to have to go 21 and four. And then, and then they and did. Then they fucking did. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe the the Dodgers will have already clinched by the time they face you. You know, they might be, like have AAA out there, forty man roster time. You know what I mean? The, the good part, besides outside of you guys in St. Louis and Houston, we have four against Miami, four against San Diego, three against Pittsburgh, three against Cincinnati, and we end our season three against Colorado. So we're talking about teams 
that are all below 500. Cakewalk. <laughs> Cakewalk. <laughs> uh, yeah, and St. Louis kind of has a, a little bit more of a difficult schedule, too. They face the Dodgers as well. We've, we've already seen them for the year. Um, but, you know, you don't. You have an offense that can explode sometimes. That's like, what I'm saying, and it's that's why I still believe. I mean, up and down that lineup, it's scary. You, you still look you, at that on paper; it is a scary absolutely. team. Absolutely, and if you're Justin, close, Justin is getting hot. I mean, he's, he's that guy's a beast. Everybody he, loves him. Like he's your new freaking weapon. Everybody knows you. I mean, listen, you've hit more home runs than the Cubs. You your uh, OPS is just behind the Cubs. You walk more than the Cubs. You're third in the majors in walks. Uh, you do strike out more, but that comes with the territory. You've stolen more bases. In fact, you've stolen double the bases that the Cubs have uh, scored. Yet, the Cubs have scored 22 more runs than the Brewers. Explain this moment. <laughs> we just, oh, man. Well, in, in the Cubs are plus 70 in the run differential. Uh, so that's a 109 uh, differential between the two teams. No, there isn't. 20, Twenty-two we'll, we'll more lose. runs than the Brewers have scored. We'll, we'll lose 13, I, 13 right. to 10. Okay, I, I and we'll hit a lot creating, of home runs, and we'll come back. We'll 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 be down eight to one, and then we'll lose six to eight. That's the only. Uh, that's where these numbers come from. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm just Michael. Explain yourself. You're making no sense over there. Maybe no, I, I was, I'm so going to really regret that. The Cubs <laughs> asking you to do that. Because... I, I was playing with the numbers and making it sound good. <laughs> no, the Cubs are plus 70 run differential. The Brewers are minus 39 run differential. So if I do my math correctly, oh, this is the that... kind of math that gets you to, uh, I don't know, yeah, fucking, fucking runs saved in an outfield yeah, in listen. the fourth inning. Me and Nick Castellanos are going to tell you right now, you can go fuck yourself with all your advanced statistics. Because This, this is ass statistics at its best right yeah. now. The <laughs> Cubs are 109 runs better in differential. And that is a fact. Yeah. It just doesn't actually exist. Yeah, dude, our differential differential. <laughs> That's called the, the – it's called the diff diff. It's called the <laughs> That's our new. We're gonna start doing the dip yeah, diff. Fuck just with, like with just our like, dirt. I'm gonna treat this uh, podcast pretty soon, like every math class I took in college. I'm gonna drop it. I think that's been my best decision at this point. From now on, right after dir, we need to give the diff diff. The diff diff. The diff diff. Well, and well, let's talk about the pitching because that's what screws you. Uh, I mean, the Cubs team ERA is better by over half a run, and that's both starters and relievers pretty much across the board. That's how it is. Uh, the Brewers, they give up a lot of walks. Is that who is that doing that? Who's your who, who's the guy that's driving? Oh, Kato it's, uh, name any person in our bullpen. OK, uh, so the bullpen. There. Is, OK, and you give up uh, an, Gio, Gio Gonzalez. He's a uh, walking machine lately. Uh, you can blame a lot on him. A lot of nobody, that- nobody in Cubs fandom believes that because he kicked our ass, and we'll get to that. We will get to that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you look at you guys. I, Hendricks is stepping up. You has finally started performing like yeah, you. You and, it's like, oh, you and Q and Lou. And Q. We got Lou Croy now too. 
and you get and you get Lester coming in. He hasn't been pitching like himself, and Got, you need a win. In, in, in the you, Mets game. The Mets need to win this game, and Lester shows up on the road, delivers tonight. Gutsy. Yeah, yeah we for just, the first uh, time in three weeks. We just talked to our Mets fan uh, friend, Uncle Mike, about all that, and he was nothing but, like, uh, kudos to the Cubs because, uh, I don't know, the Mets are an interesting team. They're right there, too, with you guys. Do you have any games against the Mets? No, we don't. But yeah. I also don't believe in the Mets. That offense hasn't – it <laughs> finally showed up. The Mets do not exist in Eric's world. Like, I don't they, believe they exist. They don't even exist. I how, mean, How about the why, Phillies? Do why does anybody in? ever believe in the Mets? I work with Mets fans. They always believe. They may be more delusional than Cubs fans at times. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, I just look at them and I'm like, really? We're doing this again? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the, great, the, great. Their their starting pitching showed up and blank teams for thirteen games, and I got them right well, back into you, it. You saw oh, what that, the Cubs did well, to Thor last night. Oh my god, yeah. it wasn't going to sustain itself. Look, if you score three runs, one to three runs every game, you're not going to win. Okay, you're well, just not. No well, matter how great your pitching is, to, we all knew, knew that bullpen was eventually going to be what it always has been. Yeah. Yeah, and Familia the, came back. The to New Earth York and... Mets are plus eleven, so that means it's a uh, it's a fifty point diff diff. Yeah, yeah, but they're also uh, <laughs> going up against the bullpens of the Phillies, the Nationals, and the Atlanta Braves, which is just dog shit. Yeah, man, the National League is a goddamn dog fight of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, but honestly, your pitching is not the worst. Like it, I mean, if you look at the comparative stats, which is the amazing. Yeah. That's what because... I'm saying. Guys have stepped up. The fact that we're even still in this despite the injuries has been amazing. Like, yeah, forty percent of your team is done, or forty percent of your your uh, rotation is done for the year, right? Uh, yeah, we got Woodruff's out. Uh, Chasin's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, they yeah they DFA'd him. Plural Julie out. Plural Julie. He's uh he's pieced out. That was a bigger surprise than anything for a lot of us Brewers fans. Here's because a- when Gio goes out and he gives he just gets shelled for eight runs, and we're like, oh, Julie couldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You're like, you know, we could have kept one of the Julies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe Put him in just, the bullpen or something, or, or multiplied him, thrown some water on him, like <laughs> you cut him up a little bit, like like a worm that turns into four worms when you slice oh, him up. I was thinking you might want to feed him after midnight. Oh, we had we had plans. We we're gonna drink Trulies. He was gonna be truly tr- truly truly Julie. Truly, oh, dude, he missed his moment by failing in his contract. Truly year. Truly, Julie Chasid. Ah oh, man, he fucked yeah. up. Well, uh, I mean, uh, we've had we've had Tommy Lestella Artois today, and Truly's Julie's. <laughs> it's a Sun Ranto show. Way. You're drinking. I'm drinking. Uh, Eric, you drinking? Yeah, I, uh, I, I opened some wine over here before. That's I how it goes. That's it's yeah. a it's a Sun Ranto show on a Thursday. Which, by the way, <laughs> Thursday shows or Thursday nights, actually, I should say, are the best night to drink. Don't bother with amateur night on Friday and Saturday. Oh, we already know. Haters is fucking tearing it up out yeah, there in yeah. Milwaukee. Haters right now. out there. He's going to be hugged. He's already in Chicago. That's the problem. Yeah, the professionals drink on Thursdays and Sundays. That's what I've always. Yeah, yep. that's how it goes. <laughs> right. We, the corporate <laughs> acts, Saturday, they're just too hungover to go to work. Yeah. 
Or, I, you know. I won't well, even go to the Cubs game on Fridays and Saturdays. It's, you know, it's not even a good scene. Like, those people don't know how to drink. No. So, uh, defensively, you've been okay. Average amount of errors. Cubs in an above average amount of errors. Um, both teams allow stolen bases. Uh, the Brewers are decent at catching runners, but it doesn't matter because uh, we don't run. But now, everybody's favorite stat on the Sun Rando Show Gift Diff. Danny, I honestly think we are going to be in a battle now. I don't know diff, that diff. you want Durr diff, diff is going to outlast Diff Diff. All right, all right. You want a Diff Diff song? <laughs> yes, I do. Diff Diff Diff. All right, hold on. Diff 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 I'm so excited. Okay. Let's hear the dirt. Let's get back to your dirt, you dirt. No, no, it's a, there's a symphony being composed. <laughs> what can I do now? Now you've set me a, a light. <laughs> We're gonna get. <laughs> guys, guys, I, I take. It's I like take a back. fucking. It's like a fish show. We just want the song to end. I take it back. I'm going out to drink on Fridays and Saturdays again. <laughs> this Thursday thing is just fucked. Yeah. Uh, you changed my opinion about Thursday drinkers. I'm a heart out now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what happened with the Durr. It's not good. Cubs still at 693. They're dropping when you compare them to other teams. Uh, although the Brewers have been slightly worse, which is uh, uh, 689. Like, what's going on with your defense? Why aren't you getting the outs? What's going on is Ryan Braun's steroids finally running out. Are those fish eyes... Finally affecting the way he plays defense. Uh, I will say our shortstop, Arcia, he just went on the second longest run with no errors by a Brewers player, which is very cool. Uh, but Kessler, the second longest run by a Brewers player. Yeah, that means that nothing. could be like four Apparently. games. We don't Apparently. know. Uh, it's a, I think it was a, like it was close. It was a high fifties. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like when Darwin Barty won the Gold uh, Glove. Like like most rookies, Keston's. You know, he's, he's a he's a hitter. I mean, that's what we brought him up for. His second yeah. base isn't great. Uh, we've really had, with Travis Shaw going down, we've had to get creative a lot of the times to get people into the lineup. Um, we've, yeah, dude. We've, we've, we've experimented with the Osmani Grandal at first base, which has led to some errors. Mm. Um, you know, there's just a few basic things. Eric Thames, usually sure-handed fielder. He had two errors in a game just the other day. Um we're just not as sure-handed around as we as we as we've been in the past. Yeah, well, you don't have to see Rizzo. Like speaking of not sure-handed at first base, it seems like Rizzo's going to be out a little bit longer than we had hoped. So that's kind of a big thing for this series. Uh, well, f- except for that, we swept the Mets without him, so it was okay. But we did see a little bit of like regression at first base with Caratini out there. A couple of plays weren't made, so. I mean, but you you guys have talent. Like, I really do believe that the Brewers could come to Wrigley. You got swept last time you came. You know, everybody's sweeping each other. Like, we got swept by the Nationals, then we sweep the Mets. That like, I would not be surprised if y'all swept us. 
You know what I mean? Like, and then we'd be like right back to where we were. So now- <laughs> what, what Danny's saying is that the Cubs were just the worst team ever on the road for three months. And now no, that we at home. swept yes. somebody, we're going to be terrible at home for the next yeah. month. Yeah, and they're just going to be rock solid on the road and come home and blow because they just got swept at home, which was a Wait, shock you to know, everybody. Oh, it it was unbelievable to see. Not only swept, but the Nats, besides that last game, really, they, they fucking brought it. That's a scary team, man. They have momentum. They have the offense going. They have the starting pitching, and they're piecing together a bullpen. I don't want to play the Nationals, and I'm glad we don't have to. Yeah. I mean, you ran into a buzzsaw. Oh, in black uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even see it coming. They all looked like freaking What do you think about those uniforms there? Ninjas. We don't. It's, we cannot get into uniforms at this late hour, Michael. <laughs> Do not bring this up. This is a you're hey. slap happy. Forget about. It. We're not talking about the white and black. Did the Brewers? Dude. Okay. Did the Brewers Ship have white sailed. or black? I have no idea. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it's been three. They days. had black. They had the black ones because they were playing the Cardinals, getting swept. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, I blacked out for that series. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so did the Brewers. Let's get in. Was... Let's get into these head-to-heads here. Um, but first, the scavenger hunt. For I love all the shrines that everybody's made for the last uh, scavenger hunt. Uh, anything with candles that can like maybe set people's house alight and kill your entire neighborhood just entertains me. To no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I love the shrines. Uh, Danny lives in 1907, San Francisco. I, listen, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Mrs. O'Leary, the cow, you can't be too... Uh, that's the first thing I think of. So um, here's the scavenger hunt. It's the last one of the month in honor of Christian Yelich being in this <laughs> the Sports Illustrated body issue. Oh, yeah. Won't you think of the children? Yeah. Re- Roxanne. Yeah. How that was, was that? So that good. Was awesome. Yeah. Great troll of Christian Yelich and Roxanne on Twitter. But I, it gave me the idea that what you should do is recreate one of his poses, naked or clothed. I'll leave it up to you. Preferably, Preferably clothed. Nah, no. Uh, I was going to say naked, but. Yeah, uh, yeah see? I, you don't know who's listening. So whichever right. audience you'd rather hit, Eric or Michael, naked or clothed. Double points if you do a Christian Yelich pose while also doing one of his biggest scandals, butt stuff. Oh, yeah. The oh, ass. The he ass loves eating. to eat some ass. Eat some butt while in the pose. You so, win. Hey, hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to get down on the guy for that. More power. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think they let you into Miami unless you're into butt stuff. <laughs> just, just everybody that's into butt stuff, be clean about it. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, we don't want two girls in a cup. Yeah. We want a Yelich in a butt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, either do the Yelich pose or Photoshop your face onto Yelich's actual picture. And uh, just, I, I don't know, put something funny. I was going to, if it were me, I'd put like, because here's the thing about Christian Yelich, and we got to talk about it a little bit, is that uh, that dude is ugly. Like, uh, he's not sexy ugly, you know, like Keith Richards or, you know, Steven Tyler or whatever. Like, he just Christian Yelich. 80 year old men. 
Yeah, I know. Well, they're good. I don't know, man. He's like he's he's weirdly there's a certain group of hot women that find him interesting. It's like a, a model with yeah, the they tooth be... or the weird mole on her, you know, eyeball they... or whatever. He's it's like Pete Davidson. People somehow find him find him attractive. Yeah. You know who I find attractive? Fucking Jason Hayward. Look at that motherfucker. Any like, chance you any chance you get to gorgeous human being yeah well any chance you get to steal my boyfriend from me you fucking take you fucking <laughs> asshole well hey i mean hey i i'm i'm marrying rizzo i'm just fucking hayward yeah who, see, who are you, you killing yeah who do you kill uh tom ricketts yeah there you go <laughs> and inherit the money so yeah let's do something with Christian Yelich in the naked thing in a photo. And also, and- you probably have plenty of room in that picture to just post your picture on his teeth. Uh, that would probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, do one of those uh, where you morph Yelich's face with Ryan Braun's face and then make them all naked. See, now uh, we're getting into your weird dreams, Michael. <laughs> I'm now. We're, nah, yeah, you got to go to bed. Let's talk about the weather. I think you just explained Porky's. I I think that was Porky's too, but okay. Got it. So uh, it it was going to rain on Saturday. I just looked. It's now going to maybe rain Sunday. Um, It's going to be, it's cool. High in the low seventies. Summer's over. The games are at one twenty. If you're in the shade, bring a sweater. Uh, It'll be only warm in the bleachers and in section two forty. No, the old 242. I don't know what it's called now. Figure it out. Right field corner. Um, I will call it 242 forever, and that's how you'll know my age, unless you cut my head off and count the rings. So we're fucked because we got a day game after a night game. They're flying back now, uh, and then Chase Anderson's going to go out there. He's got an ERA uh, 10 points under four. Q is going to go out there for the Cubs tomorrow. With this 405 ERA, so that's pretty even. Games on WGN, got to point it out. It's almost over. Literally, we have one month. Travesty. Yeah, it's a fucking criminal offense. Um, they're giving away a, uh, you know, one of those three-quarter T-shirts to get ready for fall because apparently your forearms don't get as cold as your upper arms, I guess. That's how that works. And it's uh, one of those. It's a gray shirt with uh, blue sleeves in the night, and, and I think it's a 1969 symbol that squished faced bear. You know what I'm talking about, Michael? The logo. The squished faced bear. Yeah, it's like not the 69 bear, but it's like more squished faced. Oh, the 84, or it's actually not 84. It's like 81. Yeah, it's a gray. I always remember it from the 84 team. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, eighty four. That's, it, that's my favorite thing. Cubs logo. Yeah, me too. And uh, see, Chase Anderson, he started one game against the Cubs. He gave up two through five. The Brewers won. Uh, he also gave up a homer in an inning of relief this year, and he was good last time. He gave up no runs on three hits through five against Arizona, and uh, I assume that's the game you won. Yeah, I mean, this is what. That's that's how we win games with Chase Anderson. If uh, you'll be able to tell which Chase Anderson is playing By very call- quickly, if he's if he's walking guys, doesn't have c- control, giving up 
the home run ball. Obviously, that's a indication. But somehow he's gotten put back into the starting rotation, and he showed up. Uh, I think his second to last start, he got rocked around a little bit, but he's been a bulldog for us. If he can go five off day Thursday, uh, off day today, I mean, we got a good shot. You guys coming in, and weirdly this year we've somehow figured out Q. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Q's numbers, the the splits between this year and that last year are insane. This year, he's given up 14 runs in 14.1 innings. And last year, he was incredible. He gave up 10 runs in 42.1 innings. Like, Law of averages, right? Exposure. Yeah, it must be. Because um, they, they saw him a shitload. They saw him basically a quarter of a season last year. What we've done is really just laid off of that uh, that fading. Is it the changeup that he throws? We're just taking pitches against him, which and, we didn't do in the past. We overswang against Q. He struck out a lot of our players. And yeah, he used now, to strike Now out. we're being very patient and waiting for that one strike that he throws. Because you know him. He works the corners. He's he's not throwing a lot of strikes. Borderline strikes at times. Yeah, and, and he was on a roll for a while. And uh, this last time, he just went four and gave up five. Although only four were earned against DC, but you know they babbit they babbipped us to death in that series. Like a lot of seeing eye singles, kind of everything getting through. Like we just couldn't catch a break. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's just how you play the game when the wind is blowing in at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, they just what are, did it better than the Cubs did. What are, is that what we're to expect in day games, or is it just day to day? I really don't know. How it really is day to day. You if if. Well, it's yeah, cool. it, 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 Miller Park, the wind works how the brewers want the wind yeah, to work. Yeah, with the fans. That well, we don't have on. that option. Well, we can't even fucking close the roof before <laughs> the fucking rain comes through yeah. this year. That was what? hilarious and the then other there's night. No, then there's no air conditioning. Everybody's like this moist, warm fucking, uh Yeah, they almost the killed worst. Bill Sugis. So, uh, I guess that's that game and i'm i'm guessing uh just depends who shows up like q's been on a roll i mean braun has five homers against him it seems to own him in a way um moose is 50 50 if he's gonna play or not gonna play or not because he's kind of hurt right um i don't know three three home runs against him i mean he's obviously an asset in that lineup if he's healthy right I mean, the thing I worry about most is the fact that the Cubs are flying back tonight, you know? And it, I don't know. that They could be just tired. And sometimes, in fact, like maybe I'm not worried for tomorrow. Maybe I'm worried for Saturday. Pardon the interruption, but you're not a Patreon subscriber, so you have to listen to an advertisement for mybookie.ag. And I'm sitting here looking at today's line. You got Chase Anderson, Jose Quintana. Jose is favored. Now, I hate to say this as a Cubs fan, but we all know that they played the Mets last night. It was very exciting. They won the game, but they had to get on a plane. They got in late. They're, you know, off their, uh, you know, regular sleep schedule. And I don't know. I don't know about this one. If you want to make money, I might take the Brewers and Chase Anderson in this one. But if you want to just uh, throw your money on the Cubs, go to mybookie.ag, check out their sports book, and bet on Jose Quintana at uh, minus 150 right here. You're not going to make that much money, but you're going to win. 
because you're a Cubs fan and you root hard. So go to mybookie.ag, use promo code CHAIR when signing up, and uh, they'll double your first deposit. That's a great deal, so you should do it. Mybookie.ag. Thanks for sponsoring the show. And if you don't want to hear ads like this, well, it's very simple. You go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and you get your own RSS feed with all the show notes and everything early and completely ad-free. So, patreon.com slash sunranto. Now, back to the show. When Cole Hamels is out there, because it's not the day after you break night and lose sleep. It's the day after that. That yeah, everything really catches low up. It's energy, like, yeah, yeah. You kind and, of ride the adrenaline of the, the plane right in. And yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah, get four Rizzo's hours of running sleep. around, like dropping butt cheeks on everybody's face and yeah. shit. Of course, if it's bad back, they're probably the whole team is getting him back on that plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, game two. That's I mean, that's the game that I'm worried about. Zach Davies eight and seven, three ninety. Versus Cole Hamels with a 373 earn run average. Um, the Cubs have, you know, talk about overexposure, 14 runs in 21 innings pitched against Zach. Cubs have won three of four of the games in which they faced him. The last time he went out there, he gave up four through four in a loss against Arizona. I mean, we've just seen him a ton. And lots of guys have done damage, especially this year. KB, Schwarber has four homers, although he's batting like 196 or something like that. And Zach hasn't been great coming off of the IL for us either. He's 0-3 in the last 30 days, um, giving up 10 earned runs. He's just not... The Zach Davies that we want him to be. Yeah, the, the Zach Davies that was kind of maybe overperforming last year it, it, in retrospect. Uh, two years ago. Two, uh, yeah, that's he, true, yeah. Yeah, uh, he didn't last have a year. Yeah, he's our Hendricks on our team. When he's pitching, hitting his spots, using all four or five pitches, uh, I mean, he's, he's a great guy. I mean, he's not going to overpower you, but – uh, it's he's the one guy that's still iffy. This is the game that scares me the most because Cole Hamels knows how to pitch in these big games. He knows how to pitch in September. He knows how to win games at Wrigley. But but he just adopted a baby. He's been on the paternity list. He's been up all night changing diapers, warming think- the bottles. He he hasn't even held that kid at this point. Come on, he's rich <laughs> as shit. Nobody's no. He's he's not doing any of that. He's not doing any of those things you said. Would you if you had Cole Hamill's money? Well, you wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know my kid's name if I had Cole. What Hamill's surprised money. me is that he adopted a baby. You think he could have like done like the sperm egg? You know, like, if there's an issue there. You well, just when do you're, the test when you look like Cole Hamill's, you probably got clipped a long time ago. I mean, yeah. What surprised me is that they gave him paternity leave and we were able to bring in a bullpen arm for a series he wasn't even going to play in. It helped us, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking, dude, we could have done that, what, 10 times for Addison Russell? All, <laughs> yeah, but he's not a starting pitcher. I mean, that's just it. You have No, but to, you could have, bring in a bullpen arm for him. You, sh- you need starting pitchers <laughs> to go on paternity leave in August. Right? I mean, that's the moment. I mean, just be like, just time that back. Like, count it back nine months. You know, whether you're going to adopt a kid or whether you're going to have one of your own. Like, just time that back. They can induce labor. Like, you pitch. Next day you have a kid. 
Then you're back four days later. It works out perfect. You get an extra bullpen arm for that week. Like, it's it's the way it should be done. Like, if you want to get paid millions of dollars, help your team win every way you can. This is one way, and Cole Hamels is fucking killing it. <sighs> Sorry, I got overheated there. <laughs> so, um, but he's been shooting. He, he, he had he's to adopt. Blanks. He's been shooting blanks. He's been shooting blanks these days <laughs> on the mound. Anyway, and maybe at home. Uh, I mean, this might be controversial, but I'm like, okay, you. I didn't know Cole Hamels adopted a baby, but whenever uh, it's a white guy adopting a kid, I'm just like, okay, is it an Asian baby? Is it a black baby? Because white people aren't, you know, probably adopted white babies, are they? No, you buy a white baby. Yeah, yeah and, and Cole has the money to buy a white baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what he's got. I mean, I don't know if he's Angelina Jolie out there. We'll see. I, I, I was just gonna say he's not altruistic like Angelina. I mean, here's, if, if, if his wife is anything like Zobris' wife, it's all gonna be about the attention of it, right? Yeah. Oh God, this thing might oh, fall oh, apart in the offseason. Is Zobris coming back? Yes, he'll be back for this series. Yeah. Oh, oh man, Sunday, Sunday is Benzo Day. We all get to hear the new walk up song. Oh my God. I'm gonna yeah, the the chili peppers, right? Is that the one he's still using? Yeah, can't stop addicted to the chin dig. So everybody of my generation that uh, <laughs> will enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, I I feel Just like the- if if Zobris is going to go with the chili pepper song, he should have went with higher ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of fucking dug it into the wife a little bit. Well, from more. that from that walk up song, all I can see is that just like his musical taste, he has the same interest in his wife's. Just like very shitty. It's it's just not good judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I actually hope that when he comes up on Sunday, he comes up to his original walk up song. Just the freak, because that would fuck with Cubs fans the best if he. To come up to Juliana Zobrist. Oh, and, and to hear the audible groan go out through Wrigley. Because people will get to their feet to get ready to clap for this dude, right? I mean, they're <laughs> going to be out there. I mean, he's going to take the field first. He's going to take the whole, like, you know, bleacher love. But you know he's leading off the game. Joe yes. will lead him off the game. And if I Feel Alive is the first fucking song, everybody will fall out and, like, no one will know what to do. Do you know how backwards that is, too? Can you imagine, like, going through a divorce or something with your wife and then walking into the office and everybody's giving you a standing fucking ovation? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Your your relationship was a failure. Why are we fucking clapping for you? Welcome to a fucking 50% of Americans, asshole. Get back to work, motherfucker. Yeah. The, no, she uh, honestly ruined the year. Because I look back at uh, Ben Zobrist's uh, 2018. It was fucking excellent. Like, he was the surprise of the year, I remember. We talked about what he did last year. It was We all thought he was going to be old guy. We thought his back was hurt. He fucking killed it. He no, was, you, need yeah. a, you, you want because, that guy on your team. You need that veteran, man. That's yeah, no. All year. It's why we're in second. Grinder. He killed it because... Every time he went home, his wife was happy as shit. He had no idea why she was so happy, but things were great at home. He just didn't know she was stooping the reverend on the side. Oh, is that what came out? Yeah. yeah. So she, uh, she, was the, she was the cheater, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. She was super happy. He was happy. The game was great. And then he found out why she was so happy. And she was banging the, the guy that was leading the church? Yep. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy to hear that. Wow. That was guttural. That was from the that's a man that just found out some shit. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean I, I always knew the church was fucked, but wow. <laughs> like, what's going through the preacher's mind? He's like, Yeah, I'm sure she'll keep this discreet. <laughs> This this attention whore who goes on Instagram every time she has a thought. Yeah, Wheelo, I really think I really think that you're going to turn it around to the Sun Ranto Ranters uh, listeners on this podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, this was the moment that you just like turned it around. Everybody loves you now. Oh, thanks, man. She's like that girl that you know, like you go and you, you hook up. And then she's like, after the first date, she's like, I don't do this with anybody. It's like, okay, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Uh, have you had one of those? That sounds really recent. <laughs> that very, sounds that so recent. In your, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like, actually, like, that's actually, those girls, Eric, that's like, actually Eric's line. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, well, Cole Hamels, like, hopefully he can. Uh, do what he's done against Milwaukee this year. He's been good. He beat them three times, only gave up three runs in 18 innings. Um, last time, though, it wasn't – I mean, it's weird with Cole Hamels. Like, it's the same thing as Lester, what he did tonight. He gave up Dude. two runs on seven hits through five, and he had to grind for every fucking moment of it. And Because the, the Nationals, the- they take pitches, man. They make you pitch. They grind. That's the whole yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. But Cole Hamels last year, down the stretch, amazing. Cole yeah. Hamels throughout his history, down the stretch, fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, he knows to what expect, he's doing. To expect different now would be absurd. That's a hell of an effort against the hottest team in baseball, what he did in those five innings. He he, left, he kept you in that game, gave you the opportunity to win it. Totally. That's, that's playoff baseball. Totally. We're going to lose this game. You're going to rock Zach Davies. Cole <laughs> Hamels is going to be Cole Hamels. Well, here's why you're going to lose because, you, you know, all the Brewers combined that are active right now have a, a 666 OPS. So you're basically playing for Satan. Satan. Satan? Speaking of Satan, Gio Gonzalez is going out there. Two and two with a 434. You Darvish is going out there, and I didn't write down his numbers, but I'll give them to you. But nobody cares. Like, that's for real announcers. Uh, um, He's got a. Actually, I did look recently. His his numbers are one walk in August. Yeah, and a 425 earned run average, which is good for this year, uh, but. Well, it's average for this year, but it's good for where it was and where it's come down to. Um, I do want to point this out. It is not only are they giving away a Cubs lunch bag from Garrett Popcorn, but they just announced, and I got a a press release from the Cubs, that it's Lee Smith Day. Oh, yes. Hall of Fame. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hall of Famer Lee Smith. I always get confused. (laughs) But the Cubs are not retiring his number. Uh, they're just honoring him. Uh, they've retired everybody else's number that's in the Hall of Fame. No, they haven't. Not everybody, right. But There's all a the lot rec- of Cubs in the Hall of but Fame. But all the recent guys. So they haven't yeah. retired Lee Smith's number. The dude's around all the time. Um, it's exactly 39 years to the day when he made his debut with the Cubs. What number did he have? 
40, I don't even remember. 46? Yeah, nobody has a fucking number. You could retire that and nobody would notice. Like, Wait. there's not a player out there wanting to wear 46. Um, Lee, Lee Smith. Was he, is he, was he a broadcaster for you guys? No, no, he was... <laughs> He was he was our uh, our closer in the eighties. Then he like, oh, traveled right. around. He basically like invented the the idea of being a closer in a, in a way, along with guys like uh, yeah, Bruce. But Shooter. back when he did it, he had to go like two and three innings at a time. Yeah, three innings, like getting it in there in the seventh, and just like throw fucking ninety, which is as fast as anybody did. But anyway, they're honoring him, and they're gonna fly a flag. Yeah, uh, he was forty six with the Cubs. 48 with the Sox. He well, played three years with the Cardinals? No wonder yeah, they're not fucking he, he did. retiring his number. Yeah. Well, but he was fuck? 47 for like a million years with a bunch of teams. Well, they're going to fly a flag on Sunday with his with his last name. It, the, let me just read the fucking <laughs> press release. Let Smith. Me re- yeah, we don't th- know yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Here's what it says. The Cubs will honor Smith. By flying a flag above Wrigley Field, featuring Smith's last name and "quote unquote" 180 for the remainder of the season to commemorate his 180 saves as a Cub, and will unveil a new art installation dedicated to Smith, which will be located in the main concourse near the Marquee Gate for fans to enjoy. Guys, I just got an update. It's going to be uh, the flag's getting flown. It's getting attached to the General Lee. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. And then, oh, and then, the General Lee Smith. Yeah. And you can get a Robert E. Lee special. Uh, Goddamn Ricketts. Fucking yeah. bring it that, in that the white sound power. like something the Ricketts would do. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go to the Trump rally following that. Yeah. And <laughs> post game in Gallagher Way, Trump rally. So I didn't realize this, but Lee Smith. In 1996, played for the Cincinnati Reds. Traitor. He had two numbers in that one season. Who took he his went, number? He went from 31 to 47. That's odd, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. Put somebody joined the team that wanted <laughs> 31. It was like his thing. Actually, he was wearing 47 for about five years prior to that. I think whoever was number 31 got DFA'd and he took that. Fucking number as soon as back. Yeah. So uh, Gio Gonzalez. So the, so the stadium's going to be rocking. He's throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be a ninety-five mile per hour fucking cutter. It's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I I would get into the. I have. I have. Uh, I don't know. I have a problem with this whole thing. Like, I do think that the Cubs should be a little bit less thrifty and retired numbers, like. If a guy gets into the Hall of Fame, I mean, they didn't, they had terrible teams. Like, they didn't even wear numbers for like years and years and years. So I don't even know. Like, they're really good players from, you know, 1908. They didn't even have numbers. Numbers weren't even invented. In fact, Arabs weren't invented who invented numbers at the the last time (laughs) the Cubs won the World Series before 2016. So, uh, I mean, what I'm saying is like, Retired number 46, Lee Smith, like he's more. Dude, they, they retired Maddox up there with Jenkins. And Maddox when, will when never is it... really be remembered as a Cub, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm Not saying. Not by anybody outside of Chicago. That's what I'm saying. It's oh, fucking bullshit. Greg Maddox's worst years. 
Yeah. Greg Maddox is a, a fucking brave. Himself. Yeah. Ugh. He's a brave. So uh this so last I game. say drop Maddox in his number and put up Lee. Lee Smith right there instead of Maddox. That's well, no, it's a the fucking same hot number. take G- that'll give me some fire. G- yeah, Look, G- we, we just had a our team has such little things to celebrate. Trevor Hoffman pitched for us for like maybe a season and a half, and we just put him in our wall of honor. So, <laughs> man, Lee- Larry Larry Walker, the 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 Colorado Rockies are trying to do a whole thing to get him into uh, the Hall of Fame. And they haven't retired his number. So what are we doing? What's baseball doing anywhere? That's what I want. To know. Well, there are only so many numbers. We're going to get into the hundreds. It's like but, there are you know, only so many I numbers. The Rockies. Who who are they holding out on to retire numbers? <laughs> yeah, I'd be looking for reasons to retire numbers if I was the Rockies. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's like the old days when you used to like you know place a phone call. You'd be like, uh, "Can I have Klondike three six three? And they, yeah, like, I, I'm surprised they haven't. Uh, retired Arenado's number while he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so let's get into this game. Uh, Gio Gonzalez kicked our ass last time. And, well, I mean, he's been great all year against the Cubs. Three runs and 16.1 innings pitched. Nine strikeouts uh, in a game in July. Just kicked our ass. Um, last time, though, he gave up nine runs on nine hits against St. Louis. For That's his worst Gio. start of the year. What, Gio, are you going to Gio? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he he did last five. Like, at, at least you could say uh, they left him out there. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what happened. I mean, five innings. Like, he, he was – that game was over in the second, but – they didn't protect him. They just sent him back out oh, there. Yeah, because we're playing for tomorrow. I mean, you, you go to your veteran, you're like, look, dude, we, we just don't have it. We don't have that type of bullpen where we can go and try to salvage that game. Yeah, and uh, but and he has our number. Rizzo, who probably won't be in this game, but maybe by Sunday, because they refuse to put him on the 10-day. Oh, have- my God. You'll have Zobi coming back. You got Rizzo coming back. You got Lee Smith riding the Colonel Lee, eating a Robert E. Lee special <laughs> from a diner coming in. <laughs> it's all hands on deck, all star yeah. performances. Um, yeah, Rizzo's three for 34 against Gio Gonzalez. So maybe this isn't the game he wants to head back to. Hayward should get the day off. He's not much better than Rizzo. Bryant's okay. Wilson Contreras is who we need back in this game, but he won't be there. He's got two homers against him, uh, but he's hurt. Uh, the only guy that really does well against him is Jonathan Lucroy. Luke, you guys yeah. doing that yet? Uh, no, we ref- we already do it for you and Q. So, like, Lucroy's the third guy. He's, it's not happening. Just and wait for the playoffs to start. Right, and he's the backup <laughs> catcher to the backup catcher. Yeah. What a what a what a what a fault! Like what a digression for Jonathan Lucroy. By the way, <laughs> he got hit in the head. That's what happens when you get hit in the head. Sometimes in America, when they don't take well, care of their people, we offered him a nice contract, and then he uh, turned down a, a trade to go to the Indians, who went on a nice run in the playoffs. And uh, you know, ever since, you know, karma's a, a, a karma sucks, man. 
But and the Brewers fans loved him. He could be doing sausage commercials for the next like fifty years of his life. I own a Lucroy jersey, and now I can't stand the guy. <laughs> exactly. He, he punched a wall in a hotel room, <laughs> and that's when you bought the jersey. They said, they said he got. A, they said he got a boxer's fracture when he was with the Brewers, and he said luggage fell off of the bed. Onto his hand, and he got a boxer's fra- fracture. It's like, uh-huh. dude, you went full sobrist, found out your wife did something shitty, and punched a hole in the wall at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Luke. Luke. <laughs> well, speaking of ooh vowels, uh, you Darvish, you is going out there against Tio Gonzalez. This should be an interesting game. Uh, we already talked about earlier in the show what he did against the Mets when he went eight innings and gave up one run on five hits. Um, he's back. Well, I guess you got, you guys have these front end starters. It's yeah, we do. We do. But it's every other start right now. You know, those patterns that the good guys go through that they just, you know, every other one is a little shaky. That's kind of where we are with you right now. But I am encouraged by what he did last time. It was pretty impressive. I will say he has opposite Hamill syndrome though. He is not clutch. I don't know what you can put. I don't think you can put your finger on what you Darvish is. Because once everybody thinks they figured him out, he's something else. And that's kind of what it's been, you know? Not and to then get you don't know what's on your fingers. Not to get too philosophical this late in the show, but um, you did uh, see the Brewers once this year. He gave up one through five innings. He did strike out eight, though, because that's what y'all do. I'll say this. If you have more than three pitches, you're probably going to beat the Brewers. Yeah, he's got ten. Ten pitches. He just <laughs> learned Kimbrel's knuckle curve. I had a kid in my baseball team today say he had eight pitches. I'm like, what are you fucking talking yeah. about? You have eight pitches? <laughs> hey, you Darvish has ten. You name eight. him. You're like, name him, kid. Yeah. Uh, I got a hot girlfriend in Canada, yeah. too. You want to hear about her? <laughs> Met her at Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> we got married. Uh, so, um, anyway, th- there's your matchups. You know, what can I say? That's that. It, the Brewers are going to come in. They're going to have a chip on the shoulder like always, just like Eric Wheelow does when well, he comes on the show. You know, it's just that bitter Milwaukee uh, upbringing, you know? Yeah, Lavia Lavallo, you know, uh, Haas and Pepper Incorporated. I understand. I'll say this. This is going to be a better series. Than, I, I don't know how you guys see this going. Um, I think the Brewers show up in this series. I know the Brewers show up in this series. Well, I'll tell you how I think it's going to go because I can predict the future. Thomas, is that you? Hi, it smells like Eric. beer farts. Yeah, I've been drinking a little bit tonight. Having, having a good night. Sorry if I'm slurring. I actually wrote tonight's poem. Actually, it's not even a poem. It's a trivia contest question Is that it ever I wrote a poem? on the back of a napkin. I mean, if poems rhyme, are your poems poems? Some of this rhymes. Some of it's a little artistic. But listen up. I got something to say. I just performed this at the open <laughs> mic. Over at Charlie O'Shea's, just right down the street. <laughs> that sounds like a great open bike. So you got picked out of the bucket, huh? Oh, yeah. Just, they got a bucket or, like, they got, like, three buckets, actually. 
one for each thing you got to do in the bucket, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> one's for the key party, one's for the stand-up show. And three for the go-cubs. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just a little out of it. One more. Uh, uh, can I, wait, Danny, can I uh, just get a sip of your water? Dude, that is disgusting. You cannot drink out of my fu- No, no, don't drink the water. Oh, that's better. Oh, you're going to need a bucket. Oh, God, it's awful. I'm really sorry. But let me read the poem. <laughs> they don't face the Reds or the Pirates. But Dan Vogelbach should go on a diet. Who the Cubs play next is coming from the West, from the town that once hosted the pilot. <laughs> Dude, he fell asleep. Oh, He's just no. laying you know, on my ground. You know, the pilot's... His robe is covered in puke. It's like, uh The pilots actually became the brewers. That That is correct. So this is a perfect podcast for that. Yeah. But... I'm going to go with Mets. We're going to see the Mets again. <laughs> no. It's one of those two-game sets against the stupid mar- Mariners, as you would call them, Michael. The, the, no, the Seattle the, Mariners. No, no, no. The Mariners. That's what I say. Submariner. And you guys call it the Submariner. The guy that throws almost underhand, they call him a Submariner. And I always called him a submariner yeah, because right. I was into mariners. Eric, I, I call him a Chilean miner. You know that's how, <laughs> that's how deep that pitch is coming from. Oh yeah, and, baby. And nobody's getting fucking out. <laughs> you gotta They're get a Tesla to go under the, the water. Mine. Dude, I wrote a song the night the Chilean miners came out of that mine. <laughs> it, it's it's a song called Motherfuck, and it was like, well, he's a motherfuck. Changing water to wine, getting pulled from the mine. Like, that was, like, some of the lyrics. I always think, like, you know, if you're a foreigner, you can't get in this country anymore. I always said, like, if you get stuck in shit, you're immediately American. You're going to be on the Today Show in, like, in two days. If you get out, think about it. Yeah, but you got to go in a mine. (laughs) Yeah, you should probably go try to get caught in a mine just so you can defect to our country, uh, like to your appearance on good. There, uh, there's on GMA. nothing Americans like more than somebody stuck underground. You remember yeah. that baby remember? back in the '80s? Oh, oh baby Jessica. Jessica, you think that bitch paid for college? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you've totally jumped the shark on the Sun Ranto show this time. So good. You're getting a theme song next time. You're getting a theme song. I will say those Thai kids, you know, that they're the most recent ones to get caught in that in that cavern, right? They they, they went That's into that right that, in the cave. That's what you got to do. And a, and a monsoon came through. It's like shit. You know, all they they all make the phones. You don't think one of them has a weather app between them? Come on, <laughs> come on. Disheartening uh, fucking situation we're in right now. Yeah, that's what they said. I've had a half bottle of wine, and that's all it took to win. To win the Cubs fan. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, pinch off this podcast with a, uh, a, a the best way to put it a TFC. Uh, this flexing cube um, 
I'll start with a, a, the low-hanging fruit. Uh, I enjoyed this. I just woke up from a nap. It's the first thing I saw. And I'm like, screenshot. And I said, and uh, Cub fan uh, or a shy Nat Ball Club is what this at is. He says, hippie Joe, you suck. You always diss Hendrix every chance you get. If that was Lester, you wouldn't have pulled him at 10 runs given up. Both Kyle and I can't wait to see your stubborn, obstinate, sorry old bullheaded ass run out of town on a rail. You suck, Joe. You do. That's what he said on Twitter. Like some guy. (laughs) I mean, he really. I mean, I made it sound better with my read, but like, you know. That was like an OG fucking TFC right there. Yes. That's OG right he, there. He, he really went deep on that one. You got anything? I do. I'm looking it up here. Uh, I have it on my phone. God damn it. it. It's the one where, and the reason I'm looking it up is because. Uh, <laughs> now you're going to like, describe a Friends episode. You know, it's the one where, uh, you know, uh, Ross and Chandler. And, <laughs> and I got to like make the joke myself. Like, I'm like, I didn't really see it. And you're like, no, no, you know it. Is you that what you're going to do to me right now? Okay, so no, it was it was incorrectly a- attributed to uh, Bob Johnson, but it was really Matt Wilcox. Anyway, Matt Wilcox throws behind Lenny Randall. Oh, the next yeah. pitch, oh, Randall bunts yes. down the first baseline just so he can fucking blast him. Fucking cleats him. <laughs> he cleats him. Okay, so this is many levels of amazing. First off, he gets thrown at. But then he is so good at bunting, he put the ball right where it needed to be so that he could then go just absolutely just blast the shit out of Matt Wilcox. Yeah, if you like, haven't but, seen it, go take a look. That's a TFC. My favorite oh my part, God. too. And then the first baseman goes after him. Oh, he, he gets he gets – immediately tackled by the first baseman. Yeah, yes. he gets head toss. I mean, there's there's momentum. You can see he's driving the legs. I'm like, all right, these these that's old man muscle. That's like 80s muscle. <laughs> these are the guys that will still fuck up any millennial, no matter how tough or fratty they think they are. Right. Like you just you just don't mess with guys like that. Just they have switchblades. Or at least comb- they have switchblades or at least combs that look like sp- switchblades. Oh, right. That was popular well, just, back in the day. Flapjack. I just couldn't imagine that like the, on the next pitch, he was so – or maybe it wasn't the next, but he was just so good at laying down the butt properly to set the pitcher up. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that gets me is that he just – the pitcher just ran right out there for him, and then he killed him. It was great. So I don't know if you more of that, less of old men being umpires. Yeah, that's a good question, too. Like, do we know who we have on the crew for the uh, for this Brewers Cup series? You know, we just just had Angel Hernandez in that uh, St. Louis series. (laughs) And good Lord almighty. How does this guy still have a job? Uh, It's. How does anybody on that crew have a job? It's the worst crew in baseball. I think baseball just knows that. They're like, we'll just throw everybody over there. It's the union, man. I, you know, they were starting to print the uh, crews. Like, I, I, it surprised me one day that it was in the MLB app. It is not on this game right now. But uh, we will find so, out. We so will that find means out. it's going to be 
Joe, Joe West, West. <laughs> CB Buckner, uh, Angel Hernandez. They're just they're putting a dream team together for this series. Yeah, well, I, th- wouldn't that be like the the, the perfect series though? The, let's have it all hell break loose and let's, just like let's go World Series with those three as the crew. Who else do we got? We need one more. I uh, would go maybe. I mean, did, you put CB Buckner in there already, right? Yeah, it, uh, CB Joe West and Angel Hernandez are the first three. Who's our fourth? For the World Series crew, uh, Harry w- uh, Hunter Wendelstead. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that would be. About, I, I mean, about, honestly, about, I want to see it. I want to see everybody's heads melt watching the World Series. How about uh, uh, Joyce, Phil, Jim Phil, Joyce, Phil Cuzzy, Phil Cuzzy. Yeah, throw Phil Cuzzy Phil back Cuzzy. there. Oh, dude. oh, wasn't Jim Joyce the one that took the perfect game away from that pitcher? Yeah, yeah. On the really mean? obvious. Out at first. Yeah, Galarraga. <laughs> so, uh, well, there's the Sun Ranto show. Uh, we had a Mets sweep. We got a Brewers uh, series coming up at Wrigley Field. Lots to look forward to. Crazy month of baseball. Next time we come at you, it'll be September. And, uh, well, shit, anything can happen. There's only like 30 games left. Uh, at this point last year, the Cubs were six games ahead of the Brewers, and the Brewers ended up winning the division. So that's where the Brewers are now. Looks a little different this year, but I never. believe. I still believe. You believe the Brewers are the future. <laughs> okay, there's well a song I can recognize. I had no away. idea. But do you know this song? And I was shitting on myself. So <laughs> don't shit on me. Or how about this one? Not forgotten. Uh, you know that one, right? That sounds like a good idea. But uh, this week, I want to uh, end it a little bit with this. Benny, come back. Any kind of fan could see there was baseball. Benny, Ben's over's coming back. Benny, come back. There's already. fan can see. Benny, come back. I got a little remix Any going. Any kind of fan. Benny come back. 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 Benny's coming back. Benny come back. Benny come back. Benny come back. Eric, you gonna rap? Benny come back. Benny come back. Sunday. Benny come back. Sunday. Benny come back. Benny come back. Sunday. Benny come back. Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. I hope people cry. There's gonna be more comebacks than a Motley Crew career at on Sunday Cup Stadium. Uh yeah, well, you got to do it sometime before the window closes here. All right, Brewers are going to win two or three. That's my prediction. Everybody plays each other to even. That would fit with my first prediction of the entire year. So, uh, well, th- hey, Eric, thanks for coming on. How do people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Eric Wheelo, W-I-E-L-O, or on Twitter at W-I-E-L-O-C-O, Wheeloco. Wheeloco. You know what? That was so weak. Uncle Mike told us the exact train, where you need to get off and transfer, the other train, and then the bus, how to get to his house. Yeah, you missed it. Like Uncle Mike was (laughs) on the show, like saying basically he lives where only a a music recording engineer could live, which is (laughs) off of a train and a bus uh, way out in Queens. Yeah, get a get a get a plate out of O'Hare, connect in Denver, swap <laughs> your ass at the Burbank Airport because I ain't picking you up at LAX, you cheap piece of shit. 
It's true. The, the Bob Hope Airport is where it's at when you're going to Burbank. So, all right. Well, uh, well good luck. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you Sunday, and um, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Spurgog! 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 Catcher got the win. I showed up down at Wrigley with a belly full of gin. I knew it would be a long one, and when Jackson was pitching, the night the backup catcher got the win. And when Jackson only lasted four, the game was tied for 12 more innings, nobody could score. We went to Captain Morgan's cause we wanted to drink more. The night the backup catcher got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. Sat in the upper deck with three of my best friends. The night the backup catcher got the win. Just outside to have a smoke But as we stood beyond the gates Captain Morgan's closed We got left outside And we couldn't get back in The night the backup catcher got the win We were three sheets to the wind And overserved. And we couldn't get back to our seats in upper deck reserved. So we watched the game from the dugout on Addison. The night the backup catcher got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. Got sick outside of Wrigley from mixing beer and gin. The night the backup catcher got the win. And then, as the story's told, John Baker, the Cubs' backup catcher, took the mound in the top of the 16th inning, pitching a scoreless frame, facing the minimum. Then, in the bottom of the 16th inning, John came to the plate and took a walk. Then he ended up on third base somehow, at which point, Starlin Castro hit a sacrifice fly, winning the game! John Baker finally won it in 16. On the most exciting sack fly this baseball fan has seen. But I sort of missed it, I was drunk as Charlie Sheen. The night the backup catcher got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. Oh, they threatened us with handcuffs when we tried to sneak back in. The night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. Got the win. It was the night the backup catcher got the win. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. 
Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. 
After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.